Pedestal listeners, today's episode is being brought to you by Stars on Crave. This week's movie, The Princess Bride, and in fact, every movie we do from now on, is available to stream right now on Stars, home to some of the biggest hit movies. Go to crave.ca to sign up and try it out for a week. And now, on to the show. You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much, presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. I am Mike Veerman. We are here with Shane Cunningham, who also joins me on the Mike and Much podcast. We are also joined by writer, director, producer, and Mensa member, Jonathan Popolis. Hello, hello. But we aren't the only ones here today. We have a very special guest in the studio with us. We are very pleased to welcome actor and friend of the pod. She has appeared in Supernatural, iZombie, the massively successful Netflix series Umbrella Academy. She also did a short film with her very own John Popolis called... Driver is arriving now. Correct. Welcome to the pedestal, Jordan, Claire, Robbins. Thank you for having me. How was that for an intro? Did it was we, fantastic. Did we get it yeah, all right? Yeah, it was perfect. We had like a mini talk. We're like, whoa, she's got so many credits. What do we say? What do we so I feel like did we kind get it of all? a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> do you commonly use Claire, Jordan, Claire, Robbins. Hey, it's on the IMDb. Yeah, I'm using it. yeah, it's my proclaimed stage name, I guess. Although, is there another Jordan Robbins that you're like, oh, we gotta delineate here? No. Although recently I discovered there was a stripper named Claire Robbins. Robbins, which Ooh, was unfortunate. Okay. I was like, maybe could have done a bit more research a before I... Well, <laughs> so. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> she is a redhead. And do you prefer actor or actress? I don't really care. I don't know. Sometimes they say actor. Sometimes they say actress. Stripper or dancer? Well, is there a difference when you're an athletic performer of that nature? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um so we know you. We go ways back, like like yeah. five years ago. I remember you hung out at, at my apartment. We were watching the uh, Toronto Raptors yeah. and the Brooklyn Nets in the first round series. Wow, uh, you have a good memory. Yeah, and so and then you know then you you continued acting, modeling, doing all this stuff, and now you got Umbrella Academy, which is this like huge success, right? It's like the what the second highest. Yeah, yeah. I was just behind Stranger Things. Wild second season. Yeah, it's been amazing. Who reveals these stats? Uh, Netflix. You know, a lot of the time they don't share the, the yeah. stats, but they did with Huge recently. Huge successes, they came, yeah. they'll be like, yeah. Recently, they kind of came out. Second most watched Netflix show behind Stranger Things. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is It is crazy. I think 45 million in the first week, or no, first month that's was what? 45 million households. Man. Yeah. Well, they also, actually, El Camino did crazy numbers too. Did I gotta imagine. Yeah, you were well, because of Breaking today. Bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I have not seen Umbrella Academy, but oh, anytime okay. I mention that I know you, I'm like, she's in that show. They're like, who is she? I'm like, a uh, robot woman. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they think that's, cool. that's all you need is to say. Is that right? Robot mom. Yeah. Yeah, like Android, that's good. Cole's AI, notes. Yeah, yeah okay. nobody will be like, which one? Which robot mom? Which robot mom? I have mom? to check it out. <laughs> they should do a show just about robot yeah, moms. Yeah, should be called <laughs> Robot Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, like a, a whole a... race of robot moms. Yeah, we were onto something. <laughs> um, but so my question was going to be: since you got that show, have you noticed like a difference of being on something that's so popular as far as like people recognizing you, just like sort of like your online presence, like people creeping your Instagram, DMing you, things yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the fan response has been amazing, and social media obviously is really great for people being able to connect worldwide. So that's been great. Um, never really recognized in person. I think I just look so different in the show. It's happened twice now. Um, and I like oddly want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. I'm like, someone please notice me. <laughs> I was next to Rob Sheehan, Robbie Sheehan. He plays Klaus on the show. And uh, twice now I've been literally right next to him. And someone comes up and they're like, oh my God, you're Klaus, the Umbrella Academy. And I was like, ahem. Anyone? <laughs> they ask you to take the photo yeah, of them with yeah, Klaus. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like swearing under my breath. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Robert. Yeah. So not yet. You know, hopefully one day. I'll, maybe I just got to start dressing 
more. Yeah, I was well as Robo Mom. Do the red lip and the, the yeah. fake eyelashes. I'm just gonna start doing Is that. Is Klaus the huge guy? Klaus, uh, the no, no, that's um, you're talking about Tom Hopper's character. Okay. Yeah, so he he's he's the big guy, the the half ape. Oh, I was going to say, because yeah. he's like, yeah. would really attract a lot of attention. Yeah, no, he's pretty attention yeah. grabbing. Very, is he British? No, he's Irish. Irish. Yeah, guy. Robbie's can Irish. Talk yeah. To the dead. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. very tortured. He's and, awesome. Yeah. So he's before great. we get to our film, you and John worked together. You, you wrote uh, a short. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And John directed it. He did, yeah. Now, you guys have been pals, but then you worked together directly, or had you worked together before that? Oh uh, yeah, we'd work together on. You did a, a proof of concept, like a proof of concept. Yeah, during yeah. a commercial that yeah, I directed. Yeah, we did a commercial. We, yeah. yeah, we always right. like. We've just known each other. Yeah, it was like a, at a TIFF party that she like. Yeah. Pitched me like a story. I'm like, let's fucking make that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. railed up. I was Driver like, is arriving now. Yeah. Four short films. He's like, describe them and describe them, and he's like, I know which one I want to do. <laughs> which one do you think it is? And I was like, ah, uh, he wanted to do the comedy, so it was awesome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's great to work with friends, right? Yeah, yeah. it was a blast. How, how is he uh, as a director? He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. All you really, what you want in a director is someone who's decisive. They know what they want. They can communicate to actors, mm -hmm. give, um, you know, those notes that are not just technical, but also uh, can apply well to acting. And he's great with all those. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're awesome, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I know why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're off to a wonderful start. Yeah, yeah this is great. <laughs> Feel good. <laughs> Listeners, today on this episode of The Pesto, we are doing a classic one that is definitely kept on the pedestal by many people. It is called The Princess Bride. For some context, this film came out in 1987. We have done a 1987 film before because- Coming to America? Uh, it might have been that movie, okay. so we might get the top five. Jordan, you are new to this podcast, mm. but what we do is after we set the year, we like to give the listeners a bit of context and, and let them know what was hot in that year. So we always do the top five grossing films of that year. Uh, so for instance, Princess Bride came in at number 41, actually. Oh, yeah. wow. So the top five, I'll give you five and four, and then we like to guess. Okay. I think I know what number one is. But. Okay. Well, wow. go take a guess. Is it three men and a baby? It is not. Because ah, I know we've done that. That's always, number that's five. A, that's number five. Yeah. So well three done. men and a baby is number like five. The Untouchables, number two. Hmm. Okay. Fatal Attraction, number three. Glenn oh, Close. Okay. Big? Okay. Big on there? No. Number two. Oliver Stone film. Anybody? Uh, uh, Platoon? You got it. Shit. And coming in at number one. <clears throat> number one grossing film of 1987. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, give me a little hint. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm bad with years, but I'm okay with him. The star of this film is known for his unique laugh. Seth Rogen. <laughs> 1987 <laughs> when he was like, oh, Eddie Murphy. So uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Two. There you go. Yes. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you are the film. best at this part. Yeah. Uh, you are very good. Amazing, and now we're going to get to yeah. the part where Shane is good at. Oh, I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to get this one, though. Okay, yeah, so good. what we like to do is we like to start with what this film cost to make. And I then know we'll this. move on to what it grosses. You do you know what it costs? I, I don't say it if you did, look it up. I'm not okay. going to say don't, it. Don't, but you did look it up. I did. I said I did. Recuse yourself. You. Recuse yourself. I cheated. Okay. <laughs> All right. You didn't know it was coming up. Well, I'm going to guess. <laughs> did you? How did you listen to a podcast? I, want, I mean, I didn't want to come and sound stupid. I didn't want to be like, $40 billion. <laughs> like, just leave right now. That's like my kind of guess. Um, All right, boys, what do you think this film costs to make? Can I go first? Of course. That puts you at a disadvantage. Okay. $15 million. Shady. Okay. Nah, his face gives it away. I, I fucking, I sucked on that one. It's got to be more than 50 million. I don't know. I just 50, okay, right. Just okay. go on. Just go for it. Okay. I thought I knew it was a low budget movie. I don't know what low budget means in terms of the 80s. Is this before or after Stand By Me? 
Uh, this movie. Before. Uh, really? It's before? Is Stand By Me like an 89? Oh, shit. Stand By Me is okay. like 90. Uh, really? Okay, maybe it is 89. Okay. 45. Jordan, would you like to let the men know what the budget is? Uh, wasn't it 16? 15? Bang on. 16? Whoa! Yeah! I was like, John, how Fucking did you? Mike's acting and you you screwed me up. <laughs> he made a little face. My face like, was, okay. I was shocked you got so close. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I was too. Mike. I was like, <gasps> I didn't know he even saw my face. If he wasn't looking, I didn't make it for him. Ah, like, going first is a huge so advantage. You guys aren't competitive at all. There's a huge advantage <laughs> ever. Guys, don't I misbehave. We have a guest I'm in the, the studio. I'm the best at this game now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, guys, there's still another round to this game. What did this film make? I thought it was, I'm pretty sure it failed. So like 10? It was a moderate success in the words <gasps> oh, of the internet. Boy. Now Shane has an I advantage. So it was. You know, do you know? I do. You know? Okay. So it was made for okay, 16 so million. I'm going with what I said the budget was. What did you say the budget was? What did I say again? 45? <laughs> I'm going to say 20. So you think it made 20 million at the box office? Yeah. You think it made 45? Jordan, do you want to give it to them? 30.8? 30.9. Nice. Wow, you're good. good memory. Thank you. Wow, that is good memory. He's going to memorize a lot of lines. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Sure. It's a muscle in my brain. I got to... Memorization must be a major skill for an It is, but it's everyone's always like, oh, it must be the hardest part, and it's actually not... It's when you're doing it often, It's it and doesn't really feel... once you're really the character, you're speaking as difficult. the character. Do you do that so thing that we always see in movies where it's like, can you do my sides with me? And then you like do it with a friend yeah. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, you're constantly asking people to run yeah. lines with you. Oh yeah. Do you ever have friends that are actually like very good actors, and you're like, "Whoa, geez, chill out." Uh, no, we all kind of. I don't know. I think. I, think I guess I'm assuming you're not doing it with other actors, but I guess no, you, we are. We so well, you are. We do literally right. with anyone who will humor us. I've done it all over Facetime anytime any friends ner nervous for an audition or. Or uh, a nervous to shoot a scene. Do you have people who like overdo it to see if like, hey, can you maybe get me on Umbrella Academy because they're trying <laughs> super hard? Not yet, but if you uh, want to. That's what I was kind of getting audition, at. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you ask like your boyfriend or girlfriend to do it with you <laughs> yeah. and they're not an actor. Yeah. Like, but yeah. so, like, no, they really sides. commit. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Imagine you filmed one of those and the person <laughs> who was your helper was better than you. They're like, who is that girl? Would you <laughs> that voice. Yeah, you imagine need them. that. Yeah. I'm That's that like an video. actor's nightmare. Yeah. It's so competitive yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you were fine, but yeah. that voice. But actors aren't like neurotic or worried about that kind of stuff usually, right? No. Uh, no we're, All we're, actors are the most neurotic people in the world. We're super confident. We don't ever worry about being good enough. <laughs> um, okay, Princess Bride. Uh, so... We like to start with uh, what we felt or how we felt about this film the first time we saw it, what it meant to us sort of in its previous incarnation, and then we move on to sort of how we feel about it in the modern day because obviously we all just watched it within the last couple of days. So because Jordan is our guest, why don't we start with what this film meant to you? You chose this film, we should let our listeners know. I did, Since yeah. you are the guest. Um, what did this movie mean to you in, in 1987 or whenever you discovered it? Well, in 1987, I was not yet born. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, it meant absolutely nothing. Um, but I don't, I don't remember exactly what age I was when I watched it, but I think I was pretty young and I've definitely watched it a few times over. It's a big VHS movie. Yeah, it was a big yeah. VHS movie and it was such a classic and I think that everybody, you know, everyone's seen it. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who hasn't seen this movie. Um, so I think I, I would guess that I was maybe around like eight or nine or ten when I watched it. I remember loving it. I remember so many scenes just impacting me, you know. My dad always quotes the movie to me still. Um Robin Wright actually is like a family friend now, so like that's been kind of cool. Whoa, that was a subtle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, she we, she she's involved in an amazing um, an amazing charity called Stand with Congo um, that has to do with uh, the mineral the mineral min Congo is really mineral rich and it's um, wreaked havoc on the people living there because obviously they're not really gaining financially from being the mining in this place. of all. Yeah, 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 exactly. So. Um, 
Stamath Congo is really like the cleaned batteries up. Batteries in our phones, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, with the boom of technology, mm-hmm. the phones. You know, there's so many minerals that they're mining over there, and and all these huge companies in North America, especially, are gaining from this, and over in the UK. And so, anyway, it's it's they're all about um, holding these big companies responsible, making them be more transparent with where they're getting their sources and that kind of thing. So um, you met Robin at like a fundraiser. Yeah. Or? So my my yeah. family's involved in this charity, and she heads this charity, and they made an incredible film which is on Netflix called When Elephants Fight that everyone should go see. All it's right, amazing. Okay. It's about this film. Anyway, we got involved in, in, in that film and, and with her. And so we got the chance to meet last year, I think it was, maybe the year before. Did you yeah. bring up The Princess Bride? Uh, she gave us a poster, a signed poster of it. We have hanging oh, in, oh, uh, in, our, in our house yes. in Canmore. Yeah, 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 which is awesome. Yeah. So it was, co- it was cool to get to, I mean, she's, she literally looks weirdly like the same. She like hasn't aged. Yeah, she's it's crazy. Flawless. She's gorgeous. When yeah. you meet somebody, I'm always, I'm fascinated by this. Like we interview like a lot of people who are prominent, whatever, in entertainment. Uh, do you play it cool or do you fan out and let it be known that you are a super fan? Uh, it depends. Like Ellen Page I had on my like vision boards when I met her. I was like, <laughs> you know, which is weird. Cause she's so chill. So I was like, okay, chill out, calm down. Um, Wait, what do you mean you had her on your vision board? I made, I made a vision board years ago. to Do, do you know it. what a vision board is? I guess it's like you put you put goals on a board and you're like you uh, yeah. you want to achieve them. Yeah, it's basically yeah. about like it's this proven this proven Thinking thing. Thinking it into more, existence. The more the more that you're yeah. visualizing what you're working towards, that's the psychology behind like creating manifesting, if you will. Um, Sorry, I thought you meant you had her on a vision board and then you met her. It's like she like walked in as you were looking at it. And oh, like, my yeah, oh my gosh! Oh my awkward. Ellen, what Jeez, are you doing? Wow, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Yeah. Fortunately, it did not go quite like that. Right. No, but I had, when you were a little. Girl. I, yeah, I saw her in a movie right. in, in the forest, and I thought she was incredible. And I was like, wow, I want to work with her one day. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. That's a it's great happening. Movie yeah, too. yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, 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 I met the director the other day, and I was did like, you? Amazing. Yeah, it's called In the Forest. Yeah, into the forest. In the forest. Into, into the, the forest, forest, I think. Jeez. Yeah, I see Evan these. Rachel Wood and it's where they're the Ellen two Page. sisters, like Men. a post-apocalyptic yeah. world yeah. where these yeah. sisters have to survive and sort of. But a, such a wow. smart post-apocalyptic. It's so like I haven't seen anything like it before. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. yeah. Really smart. There's a movie. lot to say. It's a really cool movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I digress. I definitely was was like pretty blown away by her because she's amazing. Um. But generally, generally, like everyone, you know how it is. You've met so many people. They're just cool. Yeah. It's easy to once you start talking to them, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have nothing to be weird about <laughs> yeah so the so princess bride is this film that's sort of like been a part of your family like it's something you yeah, guys watch over yeah. and over again totally how, how many times do you think you saw it when you were young countless <sighs> probably like five or something right, yeah right, right. yeah enough that it, it's just feels like a feel good one of those movies that is a, is like ingrained in your childhood yeah johnny i haven't talked about this on this pod yet but i am like a massive wrestling fan like crazy, <laughs> didn't see it going there. Well, they were gonna say Rob Reiner. No. Wow, big okay. wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. like I would say probably more than any other popular culture thing in my life. Were or you a Hulkster or a Bushwhacker? I actually wasn't a big Hulk. I was a Shawn Michaels, huge Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior when I was a kid was just the best. Bret Hart. Did you like wrestling more than films when I was a kid? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so you liked all like the good-looking, cool guys wrestlers, but. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I like the smaller, like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were the best, but conversely, also Under the Giant was like one of my favorite Uh, wrestlers. My favorite. He was the best. He was amazing. And like, and so 
that's how I'm getting into this because like the reason I first discovered this movie was that someone told me that Andre the Giant is in this like fairy tale movie and I'm like gimme like I'm gonna this sounds unbelievable <laughs> so they, I started with this is a wrestling thing for me so I, so I loved it but I loved wrestling it be- was your gateway to this film yeah exactly it's a better <laughs> cool. way to put it and so I just loved it every single time Andre's on screen I'm like I'm lighting up I'm like this is crazy like this is Andre the Giant he's like anybody want a peanut like it's the best thing I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> like this is a guy who like as far as I know as a kid he's like a monster who like bashes like people's heads together and now he's this like funny cracking gentle jokes, giant gentle yeah. giant kind of guy so yeah, that's that's my, my main first memory of this movie is that this is an Andre the Giant. He might as well be top billing in this movie yeah. for young populace. Yeah. Shaney boy. I think I saw this movie on a, just on a Sunday on TV or something when I was much younger. And like when when I was young, they used to play like movies like Legend and oh, yeah. this movie. And it just has that like Sunday warm feeling. Yeah, to me. that's a great way to put totally. it. Totally. Yep. And uh, I remember really liking it. And I had, I was a little bit spoiled because I thought all movies were kind of this good yeah. as a kid. I was like, oh, every fantasy movie is is like this. And then you become older and you realize how hard it is to make a good movie or, be, yeah. or watch one. Totally. Know? But I was a huge, I think everyone when they were a kid was a huge wrestling fan. If you're a little boy, right? Well, did you I have was. a brief period? Oh, yeah. I loved yeah. Junkyard Dog. Ultimate Warrior was my guy. Yeah, I loved Junkyard. It's yeah. sad to I loved know Ultimate that. Warrior. And Andre the Giant was my absolute favorite. He's I loved best. all those little rubberized figures. I yeah. have some of them on my desk right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I love those things. They're so nostalgic to yeah. me. And I think Andre was a lure into the had movie that just made me like so fixated on the It movie. had to be. Yeah. yeah. For boys, like this is like, it felt like kind of a girl movie. And then you see Andre the Giant in it. Yeah. Hmm. Right, and they hang a lantern with Fred Savage being like your voice as yep, a little yep, boy yep. too. To yep. like oh, that's true. Justify yeah. moments. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, were you a big wrestling fan growing up? Not so much. Not no, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I last a couple years ago, I remember friends were watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is because I like to do kickboxing just as a way to stay fit." I, w- I don't think I could ever do a fight because those guys are machines. Like the stamina, you have to be have to be able to fight like that. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, yes, I actually like like watching wrestling now, but definitely not as a little you girl. You like it now? Yeah. What, like, do you watch what's the recent, what's no, okay. recent thing you've so seen recently? I've never even heard this before. No, but I mean, like, okay, I'm not going to seek it out. Like, but you have watched, but I've watched wrestling. It. I've watched wrestling in the last few years, and I actually... Is it like the female wrestling, like Ronda Rousey, and people kind of get... No, it was, it was just like, it was what McGregor, that big fight, fight between McGregor and... Oh, wait, you're yeah. talking about like UFC mixing stuff up Am I? This is embarrassing. I'm talking about the UFC, and they're not the same Jordan, Jordan, no, grew up, fake Jordan, you grew up in, oh, in Bermuda, right? Fake, yeah, yeah. So you grew up in Bermuda. They might that it might be a cultural thing, right? Like Hulk Hogan and like fake wrestling. Yeah, I don't. It's really like don't, entertainment wrestling. You it's don't like even a know play. what that is. I don't. I mean, yes. Now that you say it, entertainment right. wrestling. It's yes, yeah. Like, you know who the Rock glow, is? Like the right? Rock. Of course, I know. Yeah. Who the rock she is. said. Yeah. It. Talking about. She said it's like glow. Yeah, it's all for show. It's all getting people pumped up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Didn't okay. watch it. Got me all excited for a second. Watch like, it. We have a yeah. whole thing that we can talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Andre the Giant was a huge star that came out of that. Uh, okay. Obviously, when you're when game. you're a wrestling fan and you find like another like wrestling, it's be, it's like this whole new like we're gonna sit in the corner and we're gonna talk. Like I found out the Nut was a big wrestling fan, and me and him just like went off, like just talking about like favorite old matches and things and. 
becomes very exciting. Yeah. Dan Crothers is a big. Uh, oh yeah, fan. me and Crothers yeah. have yeah. All these people that no one that listens to this pod uh, would know who they are. <laughs> uh, but that being said, if you are a wrestling fan, you listen to this podcast. Reach out to John Popolis. Yeah, man. He's looking for like-minded <laughs> friends. Um, my relationship with this film uh, wasn't super like deep or connected. This isn't like if you were to ask me like, oh, is this one of your like top five like childhood films? It's not, but it has a place. Like Shane, I think you described it really well. It has that Sunday warm feeling. Um, it, it wasn't like our family's like go-to or even like we didn't own it on VHS, but one of my friends who I grew up with, his family was big on this film. So I probably saw this film a bunch over the course of like a couple years of hanging out. I'd be like, oh, let's put on The Princess Bride. It would just be the one that you'd put on because mm-hmm. it's just a classic. It's mm-hmm. full of all these classics. Of People of all ages can watch it. So if you have like a seven-year-old in the room or a 12-year-old in the room yeah. or a 32-year-old in the room, yeah. it, everybody can watch it. It's kind of the perfect family film. So just by uh, the, the nature of the film, I saw it a bunch like that. But I wasn't like, you have to see this film or like, this is my fave. It was just a film I was fond of that was around. So it was actually very fun, which now this brings us to the modern day, to revisit it because I probably haven't watched it. I know I haven't watched it front to back probably for 20 years, at least. Yeah, wow. I haven't watched it front to I've it's, it's a it's a good kind of watch in bits kind yeah, of movie because there TV. are definitely yeah. chunks yeah. of the movie. It's a good TV watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that brings us to uh the, the positives, the reason for keeping it on the pedestal. What did we like? What was the best scene? What was the best performance? What were our feelings? Let's talk about its positive attributes, guys. What do we like about the Prince S Bride? Uh I can start. I can start because you got it feels like this has already been brought up by you guys already. So we can start here in that it is like it's crazy that it's an actual like modern day fairy tale. Like an act, it's still I still feel what you just said. I think still is exactly correct. It's still a movie that I think a five year old, fifteen year old, yeah. twenty five. I still feel like it kind of hits like every quadrant, and I think it's kind of crazy that that. But he he made they made like a post like they made like a real modern fairy tale, but without like postmodern like winks and, and like things. enchanted. Yeah, right. things were yeah, enchanted. It's not Perfect cutesy. example. Yeah. yeah, it's not like that. It's just a, a bang on and, and it's and like Mandy Patinkin had this thing where he where he <laughs> love he, Mandy Patinkin. He's the best. I was a big She's Chicago Hope fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a Jeffrey Geiger joke in our pod uh, text group and I knew no one would get it. But <laughs> he said he said that like his favorite thing about being in this movie was that how many people get to be in Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, that's exactly right. Huh. It's like was it's like they made another Wizard of Oz yeah. like 70 years afterwards. I'm like, yeah, like bang, even with similar flaws and pros and cons, but it still is like this endearing, like anyone can watch it. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I love, it just feels like an adventure. Like I love movies like that. They transport you, they build this other world and like totally. you're, you're willing to um, suspend your belief, you know, because it, it pulls you in and all the characters and it's just such a journey. Like I just felt like it was mm-hmm. such a journey. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like it's cool because obviously the the effects and that that rat of unusual the rat of unusual size and the oh yeah know, like the gross. cheesy sunset everything like it's <laughs> in the music everything's like really dramatic and kind of um, that's where you feel the age of the film. But it doesn't matter because it's. I felt like it was almost fitting though. Like it, it was had fitting, this yeah. surreal quality because of the book aspect. It made I wrote it the feel same thing like down. it can justify yeah. certain things that are perfectly imperfect. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, similar to our yeah. big big fish thing where it's like a, this thing has a cheat code where anytime there's yeah. anything that seems kind of off you can we can wipe it away with like yeah but this is yeah. part of this is a story this like three stuff. amigos had that quality too sure. right. yeah. It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny you know the, the the movie is kind of timeless except for the fred savage peter falk scenes that's right when i was your age television was called books and this is a special book 
It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. True. The video game is old, right? Yeah. Right. But, I mean, if but they that did- stuff is... If they didn't have video games, like, I, I guess they had to because it's like, they, you know, they're sort of trying to show that the kid is this modern kid that is distracted and he wouldn't read a book anymore and that there's something right. lost and the grandfather tries to, to show him. But if those scenes were, like, taken out or whatever, yeah. the film would be timeless. Yes. But right. I, but movies like, you know, Casablanca and stuff yep. are still timeless. It's not like, where's the cell phones? You, you can just accept that there are different eras of mm-hmm. time, right? But what I'm saying is the the, the, the main story, like the Princess Holds Bride. together, yes. It doesn't, like, ma- it doesn't matter if you watch it in 2000 or if you watch it in 1900 right. or you watch yep. it in 50 years from now. Whereas Casablanca yeah. will always be a movie that exists in 1932 or whatever. Yeah, it's confined yeah. to right, that right. time Right, right, I period. see what you're saying. You know, it's like Sorry, a, it's I was curious. That's yeah. right. I, I, I wrote it down. Basically, every time it happened, I fucking love that Fred. I love that framing device. It's like one of my yeah. favorite framing devices. Like every mm-hmm. time it came, it used it like perfectly. Like when it comes back and she's in the she's in the water and it's like she doesn't get eaten by the eels at this time. Like every I'm like this is it's yeah it's so original. It's such a cool way to to tell a story to the point that I kind of wish they did it more because I loved it. Well, they didn't overdo the yes. fast That's forwarding true. and rewinding. Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Yeah, could have become so that. annoying. It left me yeah, wanting it was more, more subtle. Which is a good thing. Yeah. 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 I also like that, like Shane was saying, Fred Savage is kind of the voice of the viewer. Like, if you're a little bit skeptical about watching a fairy tale to start, you're kind of like, oh, what's this going to be? It's like you're getting intrigued at the exact same pacing as the Fred Savage character is getting intrigued. Well, Peter Falk, right off the bat, he kind of says everything that's going to happen in the movie. Yes. You're kind of pumped. It's like, all this shit is in this movie? I didn't remember all that. (laughs) Okay, let's watch it. (laughs) Like, it did really set it up. You know, it's amazing when, like, a magician or somebody tells you what they're going to do, and then they show it to you, and you're still amazed. Yeah, like the prestige. They do the same thing in the prestige, where they just tell you right at the beginning, here's what's going to happen in this movie, and then they just do it. Yeah, it's a good point. I thought Peter Falk, I, he had so, like, there's one line where where the kid, where, where Fred Savage is like, is this a kissing book? Oh, and, yeah. and his grandfather's like, keep your shirt on. Yeah. It was just funny. It was just, it was jarring to, like, have this, like, like fantastical, like, like, romantic fairy tale thing while there's like an old man being like, keep a shirt on kid. It's fine. Yeah. There's a, uh, so Peter Falk's very famous for a television show called Columbo. Mm-hmm. One last thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just one more thing. I loved Columbo. So I there's was a like, kid who, I don't know why I watched so much Columbo as a kid. Oh, I love the commish and Columbo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. He finds his pen in the, the ham. Remember that? <laughs> no. The whole opening of the show, like the whole opening credits, he cannot find his pen. So he's the commissioner, police commissioner, he cannot find his pen and he, he's looking for it everywhere and he finally goes home at night to his wife and then he's deciding to have like a midnight snack. He's making a ham sandwich and he finds the pen in the, the ham. <laughs> was that in every season? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh my God. It's, the, it's the opening Isn't that credits. Is kids in the hall sketch? I'm, no, that's my pen. Where's my pen? Different I'm just type saying. of pen humor. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, everybody go Google the opening of Commission. I have uh, to. But the reason I bring up Columbo is because uh, when Fred Savage, after uh, Peter Falk has sort of finished the book and he's going and now, you know, Fred Savage has fall- realized he really loves spending time with his grandfather and he has these great stories. He's like, oh, grandfather? And the way they frame it, the way Peter Falk looks back, I wondered if it was like a shout out to Columbo. I thought that too. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Where he goes, as you wish at the end. Well, and then that's the last line. But just the way he looks over his shoulder was very like, I wanted him to say, (laughs) Uh, there was a couple (laughs) moments where I thought he was going to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so. That, no, that was that's the Peter a good Falk segment. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jordan, what else did you did you find that you enjoyed about this film upon rewatching it recently? Oh man, I mean, the characters are so great. Like it was just like amazing character after amazing character after amazing character, and like I laughed a lot. Like I still felt like the the humor 
just stands the test funny. of time. It was totally really agree. funny. Yeah. I laughed way more than I thought I would laugh. Me too. What do you think was the hardest laugh? Like, what got you? I was, I I was I, trying I to think of down. everyone. What do you think? Oh, that's what do you think mine was? Yeah, tell us what you thought our, our I always think are. people think the same stuff I think is funny is funny. Sometimes I can pinpoint Mike, but <laughs> I thought absolutely, and I do think Mike will agree with me on this one, just because there's a joke like this in Coming to America that really <laughs> caught you. So I think it is when the albino guy is like, That's exactly what I had written down. <laughs> he starts coughing. Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think about Don't even think about trying to escape. Clears his throat. And it's just like a normal British <laughs> That is 100% my number one, for yeah. sure. That's so good. Is, it, that is it yours? Yeah, it's timeless. Yeah, it's the funniest. Was that yours? I, I loved that moment. I yeah. loved it the, towards the end where... <laughs> Where the like, I don't know if he's a, a king or whoever, but he it's it's when um it's when Buttercup doesn't think that Wesley's coming mm -hmm. and she's she thinks she's gotten married and she's walking to her room and the guy says good night and he said she said oh no she goes well you're not going to see me I'm killing myself tonight <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he goes well okay then good night I love that that was yeah, so great it was great it was so good like oh, the old man. guy just did yeah, not give yeah, her yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. that so, is really funny she's so somehow tortured. I did not He's catch like, that I oh no it was great you need to that she it just kind of so flippantly good. threw out like I'm going to kill myself as he was walking and she's like I'm going to her chamber and then he's just like, okay, and then just keeps yeah. it moving. Oh, that's funny. Very, very funny. Yeah. There was so many. This was a, the uh, I have writing, just like the screenwriting, because William Goldman wrote the book and the screenplay as like just a headline, because mm -hmm. it's such a fucking perfectly written. Like, yeah, every other line is like famous. Like when you're watching this movie, you're like, oh yeah, that line's quoted yeah. a million times. The Indigo Montoya, I'm gonna. Yeah, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah, yeah, like that's like how many people like I've totally. seen on T-shirts around every like and line after line after line. It has a lot of them. Oh yeah. There. For well, some reason, I still can never get that guy's name right. Indigo Montoya. Indigo Montoya. Oh, Indigo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's Indigo Montoya. Because he says it a million times. Yet I'm, I'm pretty so, sure. I have such a bad accent. ear. My name is yeah. Indigo Montoya. I but think. the cast in this movie, unless I'm mistaken yeah. here, is perfect, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Come on. Every, there's perfect. not really one Amazing. bad. Everyone delivers. Yeah. Wallace Shawn, who's only on screen for, what, 20 minutes? Yep. He's so memorable. He steals the fucking movie yeah. in a when lot of ways. When he's gone, it's like, really? He's gone? Yeah. I remember him it's so true. much more. Right? He's one of the things you remember a ton. Oh, yeah. He, Inconceivable. He, <laughs> oh, <it was> good. <laughs> That's a good. You got oh, the list. yeah, you nailed he's it. He's amazing, Wallace Shawn. There's yeah. a whole thing where Danny DeVito was like the... The person he was, it was he was number one person that that uh, Rob Reiner wanted for the movie, mm -hmm. and I could see it too. And he I couldn't get it, too, it. Yeah. and so Wallace Shawn was like the second choice. And the whole time, like he's talked about this in interviews like a ton of times, he kept assuming at any given time he's going to get fired because he couldn't get like the accent right. He's supposed to be Sicilian, and so he has this like nervous, even in like real life, this nervous like, like imposter syndrome kind of? en oh. energy, and it like. That's what the character is supposed to be, right? So, yeah. like, this character has the same energy that this actor has in real life. So, it translates, like, perfectly. Like, he just jumps off the screen because he's not acting. He's really being the squirrely, <laughs> fucked up, like, nervous guy. And I think he's better because, although maybe Danny DeVito has more of a natural, like, evil guy look. Yeah, yeah. Wallace Shawn has a more natural, like, inherently smart guy look. Yeah. yeah. So it really felt like he did have that intellect. That he was clever. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in real life he kind of has that. Would you buy like Danny DeVito him. as, like, the brains of the operation? I really? would, but it would feel more accurate. Yes. It would. Yeah. And, and, and to, Shane, to Shane's point, it would almost feel darker. It'd be more sinister in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Wallace Shawn is the perfect role for like a children's fairy tale where it's like he's kind of like got a bit of an edge but really he's mostly just goofy yeah it's like super Danny character would play it 
a little bit more dark, right? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it is one of those roles where it'd be hard to see anybody else doing it. Yeah, after he just perfected it. Seeing that. He was that, yeah. Was DeVito doing twins at this time? Just to bring up twins as we bring up on every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, um, oh, here's an interesting casting question. What if, so DeVito as Wallace Shawn and Arnold as the giant. Well, Arnold was supposed to be the giant. No. He like pushed for it. And like he was the, because this movie was supposed to get made in like the seventies and every director like wanted to make it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he made like Conan, he was like, okay, my next, mo- I'm not going to do an Arnold impression. But, like his next movie was going to be as the giant and this, and no one liked it. And William Goldman, because he's not actually like big, right? Like Will- Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually kind of a small guy, hmm. like mm-hmm. just height wise. Yeah. And then by the time they made the movie, he was like Terminator. So they couldn't afford him and they're happy they couldn't afford him. No one could play the giant other than a giant. No, I no he was I fantastic. Him. Embodied a sweetness. Yeah. He embodied the sweetness. Yeah, like he's really endearing. Mm-hmm. Well, really? he even has a line like, I think the odds are slightly in your favor at hand fighting. So my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like Arnold couldn't say that line. It's the no, best. No, it's yeah. true. He just happens to be big. He's like, oops. Mm-hmm. There are, there, <laughs> one of the things I oops. love, there are so many matter of fact sort of conversation pieces. Um, like there's the, basically the whole scene between Mandy Patinkin and Carrie Elway's uh, when they're sort of dueling, right? And it's, oh, yeah. it's like, I'm not right. I'm not left-handed, that. all that stuff. Amazing. Yeah. But then they sort of break down. Like, it's like, you know, Enigma Montoya's like, yes, I've been trying to find my father's killer, but there's not much money in revenge. So that's why we have to do this yeah. job for Wallace Shawn. <laughs> See, yeah. every line is, so uh, there's good. not much money in revenge. That's I know. a yeah. brilliant that's line. A really I love good line. This movie's so well-written. Um, so, yeah. I'm so jealous of it. When they're getting to that perch <laughs> and you have Andre the Giant climbing with the three bodies on yeah. him and then you have Carrie Elway's kind of cook. But then it's like, I just love the honesty of Aninga Montoya being like, I promise you, like, I will not drop you. Yeah, like on my father, yeah. On my father's name. And yeah. then Carol was, doesn't even, like, hesitate. Yeah. And there's, like, this weird honor amongst sort of, like, adversaries. Yeah, there's that, respect there, yeah. That Those two actors just, like, you can't, like, you can write that on a page, but until those two share a warmth and, like, a, a believable sort of, like, respect, I just, I love that scene. I love those two performances in that moment because you go, those guys in another life would be best friends. Yep. But for this moment, yeah, like there was just a real sort of like warmth and honesty to it where it's like without a ton of words, you believe those Totally. Oh, yeah. And that relationship. And that yeah. sword fight, I was watching an interview and- uh, It was amazing. Carrie was saying that they he wanted to find out how long the longest sword fight in film history was. And oh, yeah? they wanted to top it. So it, it's probably has been beaten sure, since. but- but the point is that sword fight did not feel long. It no. was long, yes. but it was entertaining. Great and there point, was always story built into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the funniest mm-hmm. part about that though, that made me explode laughing was so uh, Mandy Patinkin jumps and he swings on the yeah. thing and he kind of just does like a very yeah. pedestrian land. <laughs> and Carrie always does like a Gymnastics. four flip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spins and lands. And then and Nico Montoya is like, who is this guy or whatever? Yeah. But it's just like whenever you have a clear body double doing the swings like yeah. that, like a naked so gun. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that we're supposed to know as the audience that that's a body double or uh, sorry, like a stuntman? No, I don't no, think this is no. naked not gun. the comedy yeah. of it. No, right. I think it's meant to <laughs> no, be. No, like, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think so. Absolutely not. No, no I don't think so. Think. I think it's meant to be I think sold the that this they... guy is just the the epitome of like the professional everything. He can handle. Rob Reiner is such a competent director. He would hang something on that if he really wanted you to believe yeah. it. it was like a comedic stunt breaking double. the fourth wall joke yeah right yeah mm. i got you um what else do we love i mean we talked about the performances uh do you want to talk rob reiner since you just brought him up because we we've talked well, about he's got to be the the greatest director in terms of being the, eclectic the most versatile director versatile yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah who like, else I can't do we have think in that of conversation any, I feel like, like spielberg 
Yeah, Spielberg's pretty. Spielberg versatile. was on there. I put. I've said Billy Wilder, who you said you didn't know, but he's he's pretty eclectic. Uh, Does Stanley Kubrick make that list? Is I he eclectic? I mean, I guess of. Doctor Strangelove is a comedy. They all have the yeah. same kind of. But his yeah, Paths they do. Glory, Kubrickian vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like Rob Reiner movies. You could watch five in a row and have no actual idea that the same. Like when same you director. hear like Rob Reiner did. Did uh, Misery? <laughs> Do you always bring up the door? <laughs> oh, but like, he, like he Elijah made Wood. Princess Bride, which is like giants and princess, and he made A Few Good Men, yeah. and he made When Harry Met Sally, me, yeah. and Stand By Me, and Misery, Misery yeah. and, and Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap, and you're just like, man, like he just kind of really reaches pretty mm-hmm. far, and, and something about not having an auteur, or tour kind of style is what is his auteur style almost like he yeah. bends to the material. Well, it's not hard to do different genres. It's hard to do them this well. That's yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Everyone you watch, he nails. You watch Princess Bride and Misery. Oh. You go, that's the same guy. Like totally. those are both yeah. kind of masterpieces yeah. in yeah. their own ways. And vastly different. Yeah. yeah. Um, like his tool, his toolkit is just gigantic. That's all. It's it's amazing. Anything else on the good notes? Oh, well, sorry. What were you going to say, Shane? I was just okay. So what? How do we say that Carrie's last name? Elways. I thought Elways. Okay. Y- isn't it Yules? Ka- yeah, I hear it Yules. I think it's Yules. Okay. Sure. I, Yules. I don't actually know, so don't. Let's just call him uh, the uh, mm-hmm. what the, the 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 dread pirate, or should we call him uh, the the farm well, boy, Wesley? Whoever Wesley, he is. Wesley, let's call him Wesley. Yeah. Call him Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. Can so we Wesley. all agree for a very brief moment in time he was the best looking man on earth? <laughs> he was. I like, have my notes. These people are too good looking. He was so. I put so like, handsome. Great. No notes. <laughs> Like he's, yeah, so good looking. Who's more beautiful, him or Robin? Well, Wright? that's the, pr- I mean, that's the thing, right? Oh, you look at them and you're like, they could be siblings. That I was think, my first thought. Was like, they look so beautiful and so like, I think blonde, him. light eyes. Robin you know. Wright had more prolonged beauty. <laughs> Carrie is kind of like. Um, Lead singer of Rolling Stones, oh, Mick, Mick Jagger, Jagger, where he had like a very brief period where he was amazing looking. Like Bob Dylan had like six months where he looked amazing. <laughs> it's you know so what I mean? colored by like him being in like Liar Liar and those kind of movies that it's hard to like look back and see him being like this super handsome. Like I looked back at interviews from like him on Rosie O'Donnell like 25 years ago. He did not look good. Here's a question. So just for like 10 seconds, he was one of the most beautiful men in the he world. He did a movie with Rupert Man. Everett where he was still on the way to becoming hunky, but he was a little like prepubescent-y. And then this movie is his absolute sweet he spot where a- Brad Pitt isn't as good looking as him. No one is. That's just my opinion. I, this maybe answers the question, but as I was watching this film, like he's so charismatic and attractive. Yeah. I kept asking myself, how did this guy, is it because he's British? Why didn't he become a leading man? Like, why didn't this guy ever get like a Top Gun or- It's a great question. Yeah, it's you know, a really good question. He's in the Top Gun parody. Well, he does I know. <laughs> I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. He's too like beautiful. He doesn't have like a, I'm a man thing. Jordan, like, what do you follow think? Follow me, boys. Like, but does Tom Cruise? Yeah, I mean- yeah. He, hmm. I don't know. Like, I think he. I think he has like a the manliness to him. Like, I think I buy it. He's in very this movie. slender, though. Yeah, like, Tom I mean, Cruise will wrestle you to the true. ground and pin you. Real wrestling, not yeah. the fake wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not top the glow ropes. Type. Yeah. Do you prefer him with or without the mustache? Uh, without it was a weird little with, half mustache. I yeah, it. With I needed, it, was it needed way to be. Better. It needed to go more one way or the other. I don't know. He kind of owned it. He did. It was kind he of owns any, He owns history, anything, yeah. but there was one moment where I found myself staring at it, <laughs> <laughs> being like, "Oh, I kind of want more." To the left and right. Let me I don't just know. Rub and that he off needed that. something to like throw more like your mustache, Shane. Like that kind of. That's oh, right. a man's mustache, right? Yeah, That's what nice. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop looking at me. Comparing <laughs> <laughs> me to Carrie. <laughs> Instantly uncomfortable. Um, I thought it was interesting that this film opens without any credits. It's almost like a book. 
Yeah. It literally just starts. We don't see any actors' names. We don't see anything. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Yes. It just cold open right to Fred Savage? Like Opens that. cold. Yeah. I, I actually thought there was something wrong with my headphones because there was no music or anything that opened this film. You're right. It jumped right yeah. in. You just yeah. hear video games. Boop, 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 boop. Right. And then she comes in. Yeah. And, uh, it was a weird it. choice. This is the first time I noticed that it was Christmas time. I've never noticed that before. But when you, yeah. it's, they very clearly are looking out the window and there's Christmas lights. And I'm like, is this strange, like, pointless? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know why. I don't have a problem with it. It's just strange. It was a strange. There's a lot of strong choices in this kid's mm -hmm. room right off the top. Um, yeah, I mean, again, there, there's so many funny things in this film. The comedy, I think, holds up to this day. Off the top, like the rhyming with the peanut as he's like, oh, the best. when they go to the wide of <laughs> yeah. the boat and he gets that last That'd be my favorite in. line of the movie. What a cute little thing to throw in there, you know, know. at that moment. Like it just kind of, it struck me as like, oh, this is a, a cool little conversation that didn't really drive the story. It just was this little moment they had. Yeah, like a lot of that action. stuff. And it was really yeah. well, the, a lot of like color where yeah. that, what, that, that, like that, like especially especially between uh, uh, Andre and Mandy Patinkin, yeah. which I think is my favorite part of the movie. Their friendship with each other. There was all the, the him finding him in the end and the stuff and their interplay with each other. And so that peanut stuff, while it was kind of not story at the beginning, becomes story. It becomes the building of their relationship True. and their love for each other. I kind of thought their relationship meant more than Buttercups and, and Wesley's relationship. <laughs> yeah, it really developed. We saw it develop a lot. Yeah. And I, that's, I don't know, I just love all the characters. I feel like they mm -hmm. built the characters so well. Even characters that were only on screen, like you said, um, Wallace Shawn, like you don't even, they didn't even yeah. need to be on screen to leave this impact. Yeah. Speaking of, I remember, I remember going into this, I remember thinking to myself, oh, when Billy Crystal comes up, I'm not, I'm going to hate this. I'm not going to, I don't know. It's if, funny you say that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys are waiting for that because I thought that and I'm like, you know what? It's funny. He's gonna do this yeah. time. You're like, oh, it's gonna be Billy Crystal doing Billy Crystal. That's what things. I was. I was girding myself. For it, it worked for me in this. Yeah, for me too. it definitely worked for me. His daddy can't talk. Ooh, but ooh, look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Do you think at the end when they do the credits, they thought they were doing a big reveal when it's like, and Billy Crystal. Great <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, it's like someone in the theater being like, what? Yeah. Do you think that <laughs> was a spit take for anyone? Because <laughs> we're not used to... Like, maybe. It's I, definitely possible, like, yeah. And stunt casting and like the makeup. I bet you it was a shock. Like a yeah. coming to America style when you're like, whoa, Eddie was the, the guy exactly. the whole time. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. that is cool. I, I, I think a lesser film also would have kept... So, you know, when he shows up and he's got the mask on and then mm -hmm. him and um, um, Buttercup sort of are around each other and he's like oh I heard you're gonna marry another prince how long did you wait for your lovely William did you move on the next day or the next week yeah. you can tell he's angry that yeah. she moved on like he pretty much reveals who he is in that scene right before they have that hilarious scene where they both roll down the hill I love that <laughs> yeah. scene too but a lesser film would have kept them not knowing the identity too long right yeah. I like that they revealed it like within basically yep. 10 minutes of him coming back on do you know what I'm trying to yeah, say they yeah didn't of milk it. They didn't I was need, relieved because yeah. I couldn't remember I go oh when is she going to learn that it is him are they are we going to go through all these motions and they're going to keep them sort of a, a, but then it was like no the minute she pushed him you know he says the famous line as you <laughs> like Wesley or Williams, William Wesley, 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 Wesley. Wesley. and then she decides Rose to roll down herself, there. and they yeah. roll for so long. It's stupidly <laughs> yeah. long, and I, I found myself laughing. There's, there's oh, an yeah. old, there's not, I was old, but there's a Joss Whedon screenwriting quote that's about if, if you're feeling about trying to decide when to play your best cards, play them as quickly as possible, and then draw new cards mm. because yeah, every the, uh, you people, the audience will notice that you're holding on to it. So yeah, yeah, a better movie like you just said will just. 
let's just play that card and then see where we go from there. Totally. Yeah. Don't just wait and yeah, like you said, a, a lesser, a lesser movie film, would, yeah. would have it be the halfway point. Oh my god. They didn't need it. There's so no. many amazing plot Absolutely. points. They didn't need for that to be dragged on. They just knew what they were doing too, because obviously we have to end up liking Mandy Patinkin and Andre the Giant, who opened the film by kidnapping a woman. So yes. but how do they Great do point. that? They, how do they do that? They immediately show Wallace Shawn wants to kill her. And both of them are like, we didn't sign up for this. Right. They show their humanity right away. Another thing from that scene where he has to do the duel that I thought was great that established sort of like this weird sort of warmth and respect is he let uh, uh, Wesley hold his sword. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. To show him the yeah. craftsmanship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's I a good point. That. They were so matter of fact. And it shows you something. That's, it's like you yeah. just handed him your weapon but you trust that there's this weird honor amongst yeah. adversaries. Well, because he had already given him the rope to kind of show yeah. this is the type of and guy. The way it, and it ends no, with but like, Mandy, Pat uh, Mandy Patinkin let him hold the... To give to sh to trust him. Yeah, yeah to show him that he trusts him. Yeah. yeah, And it ends yeah. with, with him going like, I would sooner break a br oh, stained yeah. glass window. Yeah, that was oh, such a beautiful so line. Really kill good. an artist or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's just so this good. mutual respect this, this there. This movie is one of the best written movies. It's, I can't it get is. over it how good this movie Like, every line... Also, like I love the whole uh, Dread Pirate, uh, the the Dread yeah. Pirate Robert subplot. It's a great, it's yeah. a great subplot. They're kind of telling us about it throughout, yeah. and then we get this whole backstory about how they pass on the the Dread Pirate thing, and it's like you get tired, and you retire, yeah, and then you go and you be a pirate. You don't actually kill anybody; it's just yeah. the idea of the intimidation of it, so people do it. <laughs> Does you that want. mean he's been like? murdering people for like years. like has he been pirating no, he explains that so yeah, i don't so i feel like i asked that and i'm like i feel like there is an answer yeah so when wesley was was actually kidnapped by the 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 dread pirate roberts who wasn't even the original one right basically he liked this wesley guy so much he kept them around kept them around kept them around and then he got so rich he decided to pass it on to him that's when wesley re just realizes that it had been passed on to this guy had been passed on before but i mean but since he got passed on to him and now he is dread pirate does that mean he needs to pirate it up and no he's, he's so notorious he doesn't yeah, need it's the name the, the legend is oh, the legend of it yeah he explains good writing he explains, yeah. <laughs> he, he explains that reputation does all John's down. been laying there not sleeping all night wondering is he a bad guy <laughs> did he kill people he's a murderer oh man the reputation does the work yeah and that's what's there so beautiful go. about at the end when they Smart. pass it on to like Inigo it? Montoya no notes. great yeah. They, they really did a good job of exposition, like explaining parts where you didn't feel like it was ex exposition. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. Delivering information in mm -hmm. a way that... Like even yeah. when he's explaining, although this was kind of bullshitty, when he's strangling Andre the Giant, yeah, and he's like, "Well, I'm used to uh, fighting Many a bunch people. of people." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they tried to kind of explain yeah. that, and I was like, "That was the worst form of exposition." Right. But still, they, I still yeah. liked it. They tried. I, I, I did still like liked it. every yeah. single thing that Andre said in this Me movie. Too. Me <laughs> too. I'm just saying, I'm finding a bad example yeah, of yeah, them yeah. explaining things, right. but they did try at least. And, yeah. and it ended up kind of being comical because Andre delivered all of his lines so sweetly. Oh. I kind of just liked listening yeah. to him do his lines. Yeah. Do you so think likeable. he was able to do all those lines on set Couldn't or was it all idea? Do you know how they, do you know Couldn't how they did it? Think no. The Rob Reiner record, he himself recorded all of Andre's lines, like speaking into a microphone and then gave him a Walkman so we could walk around set and just, uh. and so he learned almost all of his lines phonetically. Because so it was on oh. set. He did it. Yeah, and so he was sort of, Andre was just sort of like, because he knew that he was going to have some trouble with, because he's English is his second language. And, wow. he's, and so he just, so Rob Reiner, yeah. He's he a good director, have had to have worked, worked hard for you that, pay, too. You, you, you direct every actor well, individually also, like, for their individual That's a great needs. way to learn lines anyway. I've done that many, there many, many times, recorded yeah. the lines and listened to them while I'm like doing the dishes or working out or... 
Yeah. Anything, like, really, do you yeah. like read it into a thing? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I record it. I do. I do it most of the she time. She has Rob Reiner actually read it. Into <laughs> yeah. <it>. Rob, <laughs> Rob and I are tight. I, I really credit him for most of my successes to date. <laughs> and I like that it was a bit of a challenge to understand what Andre's saying because it really yeah. made you pay attention and it made him feel more authentic or made real. him feel foreign. Yeah. Like, he like is this a is giant. how a giant would be. Yeah. yeah. Totally. He does seem like a giant, not just mm-hmm. a big dude. Yeah. Like, totally. he learned English later in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, one of the memories that came, what I like about sort of doing this podcast and revisiting these films, especially a film that's like this Sunday warm feeling, is certain scenes catch you off guard and you go, oh, like you have a visceral reaction where you go, that feels weird. And and I, I had this feeling. I remember as a kid, uh, the concept of sucking one year out of your life was yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. 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 It stuck with me as a concept. Like I was like, I was like, oh my God, I've forgotten how much this freaked me out when Terrifying. I was young. That yeah. a machine could suck. And it's very violent. It's scene. very like, believable. Like weirdly for, like, for that time. For that movie, it's making. kind of a very frightening scene. Beautiful, isn't it? Took me half a lifetime to invent it. I'm sure you've discovered my deep and abiding interest in pain. Present, I'm writing the definitive work on the subject. I remember feeling that way about the the the, the swamp, whatever the for the fire swamp. Yeah. Feeling but, the but same the swamp way. was just monsters. This was conceptual. Yeah, like they were going to and actually suck guessed, something yeah. that you can't define out of your body, like your soul. Yeah, like it's like, and they could they can mark it. It's like let's take one year off his life. So I'm like, does that mean he dies when he's like 50? But what if he's only lives till he's 35? That means he's going to die when he's 34. And it just made me think mm-hmm. in a way that I'd never thought before yep. as a kid. And it, it escalates perfectly. So when Humperdinck mm-hmm. like puts it to like max, 50, it's like yeah. wow, this must be the most painful possible. Oh gosh. Yeah. Could you imagine if a machine like that existed? Do you think it was like a metaphor for cigarettes or something for for kids? Like every because they used to say every puff, every cigarette you had took five minutes off off your life. life. Interesting. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe maybe it's all tied together. But that's I don't know why. I see Rob Reiner doing that. That's Mm -hmm. a very Rob Reiner. He's such an anti-smoking. He is. He's like a known really? anti-smoking person. It's also oh, good. Like, he is. it's just a good fairy tale device. It's like a good fantasy thing, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's heady a great for a fantasy. Kid. Do- I remember yeah. thinking while I'm watching it, kid who thinks too much. And is so many times in a fairy tale, like the torture device won't be like real torture. Yeah. There'll be something like, well, it can't be gruesome, beca- but right. something. How do we make it not gruesome while also being as bad as cutting a limb off? Sucking a life out of your soul is pretty fucking gruesome without being. Yeah, actually. it was like an electric gory. chair gory. that you get the electric chair feeling, but it also takes yes. a year of off your life yeah. later on. And you, mm-hmm. so you get a more emotional. And you don't have to see anyone breaking bones or cutting a leg off. Like it's nonviolent. Yeah, yes. they achieved it yeah. without having to go there. Yeah. 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 But it was still pretty. Like I felt for Oh, I yeah. Felt yeah. Like it was oh, yeah. They, found, they found the Acting. way. Yeah. Is this, I was going to say in a kid's, is this a kid's movie? Is this meant to be a kid's movie? I think what Mike said off the top. This is an everyone movie. God. Yeah. And it doesn't pander to any There's not audience. a lot that, that, that seems achieves like that, right? Like yeah. where, where, where adults don't feel like they're kind of playing down to, you know, child level and children aren't like confused yeah. about what's going on or, you know, that's, that's not easy like, to do. Like even Pixar movies are like that, but they seem like they're aimed at kids, but adults can it's like it. This Pixar will just have it everyone. Yeah. Pixar will just litter their films with a couple of adult jokes. That's what I've seen before. Yeah, Yeah. Um, anything else before we move on to uh, our favorite scenes and best performances? No, I think I think I've got. It. I liked Humperdinck a lot. He's not going to be in. Yeah, my, he in was. My... Oh, there you go. You know who Humperdinck funny. is? No. So his name is no. Chris Sarandon. Susan, Susan Sarandon. Really is a relative? I wondered that. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> uh, husband. What? Whoa. She married him. Uh, He's she, Tim Robbins. Uh, <laughs> Tim Robbins came after Chris Sarandon. I figured. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And so she took his name. She married him, I think, out of university. Uh, she was like Susan. I can't remember wow. her name. Wow. And then just kept it because she, she had established her career. You got it. 
So forevermore, she's Susan Sarandon. With That's this a bummer. For, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're like on good terms because that would suck. It worked out. It's if you a, had a really horrible divorce. Established like, well, stage name. I guess as you I said have earlier. to be reminded of you every day of my life. Damn. But I, yeah. it's a good keep. Like if you're going to keep one, it's like Susan Sarandon. Oh yeah, Sarandon. it's a pretty, it's, it's so a beautiful last sounds name. Good. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it works a lot for of her very, for sure. Yeah. It's very flattering if you're the the man in the divorce. <laughs> like she kept my name. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Thirty years later, that'd be cool. Yes. Yeah, he was great. He did a great job. Yeah, he was really funny. He had those little quippy one-liners that were just like, I'm going to be very put out. Yes. yes. Very She's dead. dead. Very, he was a different style of comedy yeah. than I think anyone else had. Very deadpan. He yeah. had, uh, I wrote it down because it's one of my favorite lines where he goes, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, Jeez. my wedding to arrange, <laughs> my wife to murder, and Gilder to frame for it. I'm swamped. Yeah. So matter-factually about murdering his wife. Matter so matter-of-fact. So just, yeah, the deadpan. It's, it's a hard style of comedy to nail, and I think he nailed it. Yeah, he did. Um... Christopher Guest. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. The six-fingered man or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, loved, I loved how when Indigo, so now you got me questioning how to pronounce it. Indigo Monta. I think Patinkin. it's Indigo, I don't know. Watch me be like telling you guys how to say it. Yeah, and you're know. like, she was when, so wrong. I, I love Listen, when Mandy Patinkin. Listen, guys, I'm in charge here. <laughs> Indigo. Indigo. Uh, when Mandy Patinkin uh, uh, confronts him for the first time, I love that he just runs. Yeah. It felt yeah. like really unexpected. I was like, oh, good. Very funny. It's that very was funny. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have that down in my notes as the running scene was. And funny. he threw the night like, and he gets him. Like you, you actually feel like he's gonna lose, even though like you know he's not Ugh. gonna lose. Also, well, I thought it was a device just because maybe Christopher Guest is like, listen, I don't do sword work. I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's learn a real this. thing. And I, and I thought that's they weren't gonna have in a real life. Fight. He knew that because you know Mandy Patinkin. We all know he's nuts, right? Like he's kind of a yeah. crazy person. Yeah. And so Christopher Guest, when he realized like how intense. Mandy Patinkin was really going to be. There's some quote where he's like, I realized that, oh, he's in, just going to try to actually kill me. So I got to like redo this in a way of just being on the defensive right, all the time. Yeah. Because Mandy Patinkin just gets lost in a character. He's like, I am a person who wants to kill you, six-fingered man, and I will. So, yeah. So, I but actually, they do end up having a real sword fight. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, but it's all defensive. It's all, right. you know okay. what I mean? It's all Mandy Patinkin more being him brutal on the and coming yeah. at him. And speaking of that sword fight, how powerful is him saying... I'm Nigga Montoya. It's oh, my yeah, that got it's me. Always, we just have to wait line. till best scenes. Oh, yeah. Line. To talk about that. Line. Oh, good. Or some good stuff. That <laughs> yeah. could be. Well, everything's right. building, but yeah. That's a scene. Okay, right. we'll talk about that. Yeah, I have some scenes too. All right, yeah. let's move on. Guys, what do we like as our best scene? You want to get in? Oh, sit, Jordan, want to go first? Sure. There were so many that I loved. I was trying to think about this, and there's so many. I love, love, love the night, the um, sword fight scene, the one we, we were talking a lot about. The first one. Yeah, yeah the first time. one. Like I love how he's just like, well, this is not as easy as it looks, and then he helps him up and taking the time and and take your breath, take your time, you know, yes. take a breath before you before we start. It just they nailed it. It was so good. It was so funny. It was so well done. I loved like the Miracle Max and the wife scene where they're bringing him back to life, it's and funny. she's like, shame on you, you know, <laughs> yep. running around chasing him. Um, I loved the poison scene the, yep. that you would know that I wouldn't put in front of me. That's, yeah. awesome. That's a classic. That is such a good scene. If someone were to ask me about this film and just pick out a scene, that would have been the scene. I, I like that, that would have been the only scene I recalled mm -hmm. after yep. 20 years of not seeing the film. I would have remembered their conversation. Yep. That's uh, my favorite scene. I so what's your fave of those three? Uh, you got to decide. We're I not know. letting you off the hook. Okay. Um... I'll go with the knife fight scene. I don't know if I sword fight? sword fight. Sorry, yeah, I just that's West Side Story. <laughs> the, sword <laughs> the knife fight. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of fights. I got to be worry. specific you. about uh, the, okay, the, so weapon. the sword. The sword fight. Yeah, they trained for side. like months apparently because they, they, there's no stunt doubles in that sword fight. Like I, I watched that scene like twice when I was watching it because it's so like man, like how many times so do you really good. see the actors really doing it? Oh yeah, like also amazing. I don't know if you know this, but it's the longest sword fight ever in cinema history. 
Uh, you told me earlier. Actually, I didn't. Shane did. Oh. Shit. Speaking of that, Mr. Fax, what was your favorite scene? Well, well Pop's already ruined his. We might as well talk about his. Your well, you ruined scene? yours with the... Oh, you're right. Okay, so my favorite scene was the whatever the fuck that guy's name is, repeating it over and over again. And then killing yeah. Christopher Guest's character, the yeah. six. How Inigo. I wrote, I yeah. copy and paste. Inigo. Inigo. Yeah. Inigo. Yes. No D. Inigo. My yeah. name is Inigo, Inigo Montoya. Montoya. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. So when that guy said his name <laughs> on repeat, that is the best scene. And yeah. you, you know it's going to happen. Well, I, you, I was actually fooled into thinking it might not happen. Well, because they, they really made it seem like you, you, to yeah. sustain an injury like that, you're kind of like, okay, he's done. But yeah. Then he but then once back. he starts coming back, <laughs> you, you know it's coming. Oof. And it's still powerful. It was so powerful. It's chilling. The music's perfect. Mandy's perfect. It's just uh, like when he when the, when the he's asks him, like, tell me you'll give me power. Tell me you'll give me anything I want. And then he says, I want my father back, you bastard. Oh, it's like, I got oh. chills just yeah. now. I got chills just now. I, me too. Oh, yeah. He's so amazing. Yeah. So that's why I'm shocked you guys would pick a different scene. I don't know. I think I, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. scene in terms of, like, being affected and, and it yeah. being powerful. Oh, it's amazing. It's that like, one oh, for sure takes the cake. Payoff. But then I love the comedic kind of the yeah. timing and, and, and so everything. It's kind of funny, too. Oh, maybe that is my favorite. It's the writing, too. Like you said. Yeah, I'm going to revise it. It's that last thing mm-hmm. offer me this you can have it offer me this you can have it offer me this. Right. you can have it it's like i want my father back you like that move that line like that construct could be in a oscar yeah. film it could be like it could be anywhere it's that good it transcends a comedic mm-hmm. fantasy because everybody's been in a situation where they want the, that power to be reversed be like oh yeah give me this give me this oh yeah fuck mm-hmm. you you know what i mean absolutely it's like very powerful make someone beg for uh, it. Yeah. you know what is okay so i guess that have we done you yet johnny well i said that the poison the poison scene is my favorite you're trying to trick me into giving away something it won't work it has worked you've given everything away i know where the poison is then make your choice i will and i choose what in the world can that be? Yeah, I love the poison it's scene. So yeah. good. When I was in film school, I, I performed that scene I, I by was, yourself. I was visiting. <laughs> so it was for an acting for an acting I like chased it down. Like I wanted to play it because that's one of my favorite scenes, like maybe ever. It's so good. It's, it's so, so funny. Clever. Yeah. It's so clever, and it's such a great like because uh, the 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 conceit of. How do you defeat, how do you, like, what's an interesting way to defeat a guy who really believes himself to be the smartest person and trapping him into this thing where he basically kills himself, he would kill himself before he would admit that he's not smarter than this guy. Like, just trapping this guy is just so satisfying. Yeah. And Wallace Shawn just, like, going, like, nuts for, like, five minutes is so fucking funny. Not even close to being done. (laughs) Not even close to That was great. Yes. (laughs) So good. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, just... So well done. It was just so like it just it's like its own little short film. So it is. my best friend growing up, uh, Lee Penrose, he his family loved this film. He he was a big guy in this film. It was a big part of his childhood. He literally so there's they, it's said that there's a little bit of cyanide inside uh, the pit Apples. of an apple, like mm-hmm. apple seeds. Yep, oh. I've heard that. So he was that eat, true? I don't know. It is. Yeah. Okay. Would, That's how they make cyanide. Apple seeds. Ev- one apple seed every <laughs> to day to train himself in case he had to do this. So, so that if anyone ever tried to poison with cyanide, he that would be is immune, psycho. Which he got wow. from the princess. Right, so he used to eat apple cores all the time. It was kind of like a party trick too. People would be like, "You eat the core," and he'd be like, "Yeah." And, oh you know, my god! But he got it. Poison me, bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he to this day is is uh, immune to. You should cyanide. reach out to him no, and find out how cyanide. he's doing. I should, yeah, yeah. I try to poison him and see what happens. Very interesting. <clears throat> no, not my style. <laughs> um, 
My favorite scene, wow, you know, this this rarely happens, but I will say coming into this, my favorite scene was going to be the one that Jordan mentioned, which was the sword fight on the cliff face. Mm-hmm. Just because it's the first time Andy Patinkin and Wesley, uh, they meet Inigo Montoya and the Wesley character. Oh, yeah. I, I think their charisma, I think the writing is so good. It's like, I just want to see a movie with these two guys on the open sea. Yeah. I love their sort of like, their sort of mutual respect. Everything about it I loved. I loved the sword fight. I thought there was comedy. Uh, again, we talked about how it ended where it's like, Make it quick, and yeah. he's like, "I'd sooner break, break a steel a steel, glass, stained glass, stained glass window, yeah, than than to kill an artist or whatever it was." He said, "I was just like, I love this scene. This might be my favorite scene in the film." Listening to you talk about that scene with Nigga Montoya, yeah, it was winning yeah. me over. I'm it's like, true. you know what? Like, just on its own, I've seen people gain strength. You know, yeah. repeat the line, repeat the line. But yeah, the the capper with the, you know, give me this, I'll give it, and and then like we said, it's like I want my father back, uh, and then he kills him. That's got to be the best scene in the film. You know, and probably yeah. the scene that people somewhat sleep on. You yeah. know what? I yeah. think you're right. Yes, yeah, it builds because to that it, the entire film. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. in the moment I got chills when you were describing it to me. Which, me too. How is that? Yeah. Or maybe it's just your performance. Yeah, maybe thank just you. like Shane. Maybe you're the best scene of <laughs> the movie, you. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can Shane get a part on Umbrella Academy? <laughs> yeah, let me uh, talk to him. <laughs> That's why people. he was asking. Robo <laughs> dad? She's like, so. <laughs> Hello, son. Me and your mom are going to be friends for a God while. Damn, he's good. Damn. <laughs> I just Does got chills. I just got chills. The dialect coach is like perfect. Yeah. Nailed the Can robot. You do a southern accent. <laughs> he's a robot. All right. Best character. Best character or best performance. Best performance. Yeah. Who's starting off here? I mean, am I allowed? Is, am I allowed to just say Under the Giant because I love him of so course much? Of course, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. And he did. I thought he did. No one job. else could play that part. Oh yeah. But him. I no loved one. him. There's not one person yeah. on the planet that could play that part, and it's a great part, and he nailed it. Who was that Who was that dude that uh, Billy Crystal always put in movies? That movie is about this movie. Because he became uh, friends with Andre. He became friends yeah. with Andre, and then he wrote a movie called My Giant, and it yeah, was, it uh, was uh, George, George Murison. Murison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven foot seven. <laughs> seven foot seven. He was. Was, him, was he the tallest or the minute bull taller? Uh, I believe... Uh, basketball talk. Yeah, I believe he was the tallest, yeah. How tall is Bull Bull? I know this is deep. This is Minute Bull's son. Isn't he like the same? Isn't he a little taller? Anyway. I think he's 6'11", just with a crazy-ass wingspan. Maybe. All right, anyways. <laughs> he's just got a giant but high no, top. Anyways, <laughs> other than... Like, kid and play? Counts. <laughs> other than Minute Bull, no one could play this part like Under the Giant. It was... I loved it. Okay, so Under the Giant for Johnny. Jordan, who's your favorite <laughs> I hope we win. He just had so many good lines. Well, Jordan's the actor, so this is you Ooh, actually have the yeah, most unique insight here. We're well, just a bunch of people that are, are observing. You do this shit for a living. I really struggled with this, though, because I loved so many performances. Like, I just thought they all were incredible. I, I mean, Vizzini was so good, but I, I think I would go with Anigo. He's Montoya. Mandy Patinkin's such an actor's actor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I just thought he, the, the subtleties, he nailed the comedy, but then he also had that power behind him. He was so likable. Like, I just thought, I thought he nailed it. He was so good. Yeah. Yeah. He was my, he's probably like the the actual choice. Andre is the more wrestling fan choice. He's, yeah. Mandy Patinkin's just. But they, and they work, they work so well together yeah. too, right? Like I actually they really brought, like, they really brought out for... the best in, yeah. you know, each other's performances, I, agree. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like I, your Andre opinion that no one else could play it is interesting, but I just think he was, and I don't call people freaks by the way, but I do think he was the most famous freak show famous person out there at the time. So uh-huh. I actually don't know if he's the only person that could play it. Like Big Show could do it. Paul White. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm That's just his real name. Shit Sorry, but there, there is like the, the guy from uh, what's it called? Uh, Big Fish. Oh yeah, there you, you go. You know, that's that's the sure, second yeah, most. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
guy. It's just, but it was, that it was both being I agree. It was huge great performance. and the kindness. Like that's a thing. Yeah, he was, was like no, the epitome oh, of. It was, it was amazing. Character. He was awesome. But, but, but when I think about a performance, and like when I see Andre the Giant in an interview, I'm like, that's Andre the Giant. He was Andre the Giant, and he. He was performing, yes, but he was more mm. just repeating, regurgitating yeah. lines. Yes. And he he was perfect for that Correct. role. Correct. But I think Mandy Patinkin, yeah. like, I yeah. I know I love a character when I see an interview with him afterwards, and I'm pissed off he's not that character. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is just a dude. I'm like, you got to be <laughs> Spanish. He, he's not even Spanish. He talks like, like a bro. He, you know, Mandy, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a very like a uh, New York theater actor. I know he's he like is. an intellectual, yeah, but yeah. he talks like a guy who's not. Yeah. I was so disappointed to see him. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you be yeah. so I was like, you're good so at the movie back on. this guy, you know? Yeah. yeah, he is not a lovable guy in real life. Everyone no, hates really? him. I hear he's a reformed asshole. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and know Homeland, that. like, I think in Homeland oh, was his like reform. Well, he this, admitted it. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he came clean and said, I was an asshole. I can't be like that. Anymore. Yeah, I've heard that too. He only did one season of Chicago Hope for that very reason, I think. It was very difficult. Yeah, are you a big hope head? I was a big hope head. <laughs> Everyone else went ER. Me and my family, we sang for Chicago Hope. Our hope is you leave, Mandy. <laughs> Get out of Chicago now. <laughs> Speaking of good writing, that was uh, great. Actually, you know who else started that, that, that show? Uh, Adam Arkin, son of the very famous Alan a lot Arkin. of relative, uh, close yeah. to celebrity people talk on this yeah. show. Also, Hector Elizondo or whatever you say that. <laughs> what? Yeah, Hector Elizondo. Speaking of names, yeah. who is your favorite? Uh, well, I, I think this is, uh, there is no choice, really. I think it's Manny Patinkin. I think he was that's the real fantastic in this film. He embodied charisma, warmth, mm -hmm. uh, integrity. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just, there was, there was just a real sort of like, I don't know. It's really hard to pull off a performance like this that is so beloved. And John said earlier that Mandy had said, oh, how often do you get to be in Wizard of Oz? I never thought about it like that. Like sort of a motley crew of characters that didn't know each other before are on a journey together for a common goal. And uh, that I now see this film through that lens. Maybe people have said that before. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, he's he is either the Cowardly Lion or the Scarecrow or uh, the Tin Man. But he's one of those things. And he's by far the most sort of like... Uh, Complex, because like Shane said, I think Andre is a little bit whatever. Carrie always is sort of a leading man. You could see yeah. Tom Cruise playing that role, whatever. He was great, though. He didn't. He didn't nail he that kind great. of mat matter of fact, dry humor, yep. or like hard oh, to yeah, carry. Like, oh, not a lot of time for dilly dallying, then. You know, like just <laughs> yeah. really. I th but you're he right. That's not. It's not a. It's not a role that no one else. Someone could play, like Carrie. But Yules, I did think he did a great job. Someone like Carrie Yules allowed Mandy Patinkin to. Because once you have to carry a movie, like it's so, so hard to be that straight leading man. That's doing, true. Yeah, so you need to have the allowed on the fringes you, yeah. for for Mandy Patinkin to like Mandy Patinkin disappears from the movie for like yeah a long period of time while getting drunk somewhere, right? Like mm -hmm. it allows you to to reset on him and just chomp on the big moments. All right, so three Mandy Patinkins and one Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with Andre. He's great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see Mandy Patinkin playing a wrestler. I cannot see Andre the Giant playing a complicated surgeon in Chicago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Anybody want a scalpel? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the case for knocking it off the pedestal. What has aged badly? What was bad even then? Guys, what are its flaws? Who wants to start? Okay, is the wheelbarrow <laughs> scene just horrible? Horrible. I'm the twin pantwoman. There will be no survivor. No, not yet. I like, have it written what down. What the fuck is wrong with that? Wait, wait, I think which one? The, when they're wheel wheelbarrowing in Andre, Andre the oh, Giant, with the fire, and he's in the the cloak, 
Yeah, it, and they turned when they did set a him different on fire. director step in and say, "I got this. I know special <laughs> effects." And Rob Reiner's like, "Okay." I wrote. I actually wrote down. It feels like a clumsy translation of something in the book that probably read cleaner, like the giant mm-hmm. with the cloak and there's fire and there's this plan. And then you know, I'm watching. I'm like, what the fuck is this plan? It makes no sense. Yeah, and is he impervious to fire? Well, what? that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, why is he, he burn? okay? <laughs> and the dummy they used. Oh, real bad. Yeah. Oh my I have God. It, a bad dummy for Audrey the Giant when storming the gates. I, I was like, is I it actually, supposed to be a dummy? I was incredulous. I thought that it was a plot point. That Me too. He, they're trying to make the villagers mm-hmm. think it's a dummy. Yeah. I'm like, no, this it's is just- so confusing. No. Yeah. It's like my brain couldn't put like the, when he shot on like a soundstage in Hawaii and then they're cutting back to the actual set. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? He must have been sick or something because it's horrible cut-ins. Where, but even the plane itself, yeah, even the flames if, are around him, he's just like, ah. He, the movie was so good up until that point. It fucked with my brain where yeah. I just thought, I'm so dumb. I can't follow no, this I didn't get, it was, happening. I'm in Mensa and I didn't understand it either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was like. It was. It felt like one of those classic, like you you write yourself into a corner, then try to write your way out of it. Like that's a technique. And it felt like they wrote themselves into a corner. How do we defeat these sixty guys? And they had no actual good. It was horrible. I couldn't even focus on the writing though, because the execution I it thought was, was just so I mean, terribly all of directed. Yeah. There was yeah. no. The, the plan made no sense. The the directing of it made it was awful. Maybe yeah. the worst scene. I, I thought it was interesting that when they were in what was it called the forest of something like whatever the yeah, yeah, the, yeah the fire swamp, swamp yeah when yeah the the swamp and he ends up fighting the uh, rodents you, you guys had names for those rodents rodents of unusual yeah. size yeah. why doesn't Buttercup thank you help yes him? that bothered me so much I'm like you've established that she threw herself overboard she's a survivor yes she's swimming and then she just stands there with a stick in her hand and she hits the rodent and just with the watches stick. him it goes on way her. too long John there's no yeah. defense for this no no yeah, I'm gonna I go totally the other way. Agree. Because my number one thing at the top here is the buttercup problem, and I'm very sorry yeah. to your buddy Robin Wright. <laughs> His notes actually have it underlined and bolded, and it says the buttercup because, problem. Because so the 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 hitting with the stick is that is indicative of a lot. Like she yeah. is the most useless person like ever, like but top the, to bottom. But to it happens point, so many times. But to Jordan's point, it's like. Like you just mean useless, or you mean like they they write her as like the character. Uh, weak. I mean, was just not... I mean things like I mean when she's sitting there on her horse and they're like, "We're gonna kidnap you now," and she's like, "Okay," and she kind of waits for them yeah, to like get yeah, off the horse. Yeah. Where like uh, I know. like when uh, when like she ne- like she's sitting there with the blindfold on the entire time during like the poison scene. I'm like, she doesn't even like yeah. move or look or be like, Wesley, is yeah. that you? She just. I actually, while I was watching that scene, I was thinking about Robin Wright, and I was going, I wonder what she's, like, as an actor, yeah, what yeah, you're I doing thought, in this Yeah, I had moment. the same thought, because as an actor, like, you know, we, mm-hmm. it's important, we're super committed to the character making sense, and being able mm-hmm. to embody it in a way that audiences aren't taken out of it, so it's it's off-putting, if, like, they're, if you're like, okay, why wouldn't she do this? Yeah. You know, that's hard, it's hard to act that as an actor when there's no explanation that makes any sense. For motivation. In, in a way, it's more realistic because maybe she's like, these guys are brutes. If I step out of line and do the classic act, like a uh, princess thing, like, no, no, I'm going to get but smacked across the face. Like the rodent thing is a perfect example. Thing, yeah. But I wasn't going near happening. that rodent either. I'm scared of rodents. But she's standing right her, there her with the stick. And the and rodent's on him. She says to hit it. But she just he, stood there, he yeah. has uh, made himself so competent throughout. You're kind of like, at this point, Carrie's got this. True, true. And I was a little bit. Me and my wife would be in the biggest fucking fight if she did not hit that rodent when it was yeah. on top of me. Oh yeah, as as like even for me, I'm like a get me in there type of person. I'm like, do something. Yeah. He's, he's is being, it because I need to rewatch that scene. Is it was yeah. because you think maybe it was because this was her first big movie. Is she afraid to make big choices? So she's 
Well, yeah, she was 21 years old. Yeah. Like, that's, you, you do what the yeah. director says. I think well, her yeah, performance not, is fine. Yeah, I mean, if it's not written into the script, she she you hit, hit this thing on. over its head. No, you're no, not going to do I that. Just, yeah. I just, even in moments like where Humperdinck is like pulling her into the into the room, she's just like limply like just gets pulled yeah. along. And I know that you're supposed to, but I mean, you really aren't even. It didn't even look like in her face she was struggling. She was like, okay, yeah, like it was, it was. Strange, like it was very strange. I, I had it kept happening over and over and over again through the movie where she was just like, Man, just like this doll that's being like kind of moved around. around by I men, just looked yeah. at it like she knows resistance is futile. Mm-hmm. These are a, a huge army is going to do something to her if she fights it. Like she's she's been through something yeah. like that. Well, yeah, before. it's women, it's women, you know, where that story is set. It's sort of obviously like there's no specific time, it's a story, but um, she's in a world of men mm-hmm. sort of being in charge mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a lot of say, especially you know, she has to marry this guy. She yeah. have a choice. But so. even men in this movie, they're very afraid of the power. They know what's going to happen. Right. Like, it's very brutal if you step out of line. You're beheaded or put into a torture chamber yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I power. accepted it for that reason. I think they did write her. She was willful in a lot of ways. Like, she she was going to take agency of her own life. Like she's like, well, if I can't change yeah, the I'm system, kill I'll myself. kill myself. Yeah. So they showed that, that she did try to jump off the yeah, boat. Yeah, and like that, was, that was super brave. With I mean, the eels. You know. Because I think she thought, like, I'm fucked right now. I have yeah. to do this. Do Where something. did she jump off the boat? Yeah, and I liked okay. that. I liked that. But then, uh, you know, there were a couple moments. The rodent was the rodent thing was the only time where it I was went like, against yeah. how they that was the only time. Yeah, it was point. the only time where I was like, okay, you're establishing establishing her as this kind of like strong willed, confident, powerful woman, and then for her to just stand there and be like, oh no, you Did know, it bug it just, you? Because I asked my wife this exact same question that she like, is there any reason for? Wesley to like her like in any way like I I know that she like Buttercup is like a very well like 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 women love her as a character mm-hmm. I just don't understand why I guess like she just seems to be like a thing that he that that he wants well, we just, well he was no less a thing that she wanted yeah sure they didn't really I put just, a lot of yeah. time into like showing their love story develop yeah. at the very beginning they were just when they're like, on the farm yeah just farm boy do this farm boy do that and then suddenly they're in love so it's one of those things where you almost mm-hmm. just feel like. You just got to trust there's a lot of stuff going on in that farm. No, we there was see. never a point where you did because it feels like this movie that the love story in particular is like a well known like women like love this love story and I'm like am I am I missing something? Well, everyone wants love at first sight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's very kind of had this connection yeah. and they, that didn't bug me as much. I just wonder if there's like because I, I do. Do you hate? I, I keep wondering, like, do, what do women generally now look back and be like? I really hate that she's a woman without any agency and she just sort of is like a prize. Yeah, but I think that's that's part and parcel to the way that fairy tales have gone and the way that, True. like, sort of this patriarchal... And the time like, they're set, yeah. you know? Like, women didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of power back then. It sucked. A lot of men, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of women were really felt very trapped. And they said the king could choose someone from the village and they had to marry him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the rule yeah. of... that's If you live in that sort well, of that construct... Well, that did really happen. If you look back, oh, like, yeah. you, know, you know, a few hundred years ago, it was like women didn't, you know, they had to marry. It was to do with, like, okay, this house meets this house and you're marrying for your country and this kind of thing. Like, they did not marry for love very often. And look the way they, at the way they shot Carrie Yule's character. Like, they shot him the way you'd shoot a woman in the 80s in, like, a bikini thing. There's, like, his hair yeah. was, like, flicking back point. in slow motion. Yeah. He was the eye candy, and she was like, oh, my God, like, I'm blown <laughs> yeah. away by this guy. She's intimidated by his beauty. Yeah, and I think yeah. they kind of, like, it was, like, lust at first sight, like, kind of, like, love. Yeah, and she was and like then like when they went on the journey, they, they were cast, love. The, yeah, I think I the that. key is they were both cast so well that yeah. you buy it. But I buy these two look at each other and in love with each other. Like hundred percent. Yeah, true. Casting does so. Like, oh, they had great look chemistry. They had great yeah. look chemistry, and <laughs> they're is, both gorgeous. Yeah. you're like, yeah. yes, this yeah. makes sense. There was real heat there. Okay, yeah. something that bothered me. They they put in special effort to mention that this poison. Uh, whose Iocane. favorite scene was that? 
your favorite scene? Iocane. Iocane. They put special effort to make note that it's odorless. And he's like, oh, that uh, poison you're not smelling there is Iocane and whatever, yada, yada. Then the king comes up and yeah, I get it. He's a bit of an outdoorsman. He knows his shit. But he he goes to the thing. Oh, this is Iocane. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. I didn't it. catch it's that. Like, okay, why put in all this effort to say it's odorless? Like, even if you're very good at it, you can't mm-hmm. smell it. Maybe, yeah. maybe the king does, is it's bullshit. Maybe the king's just trying to look and like he's, he's just educated. dead on, right? Oh, did she try to poison him with Iocane? Was that what happened? There's a few. No, the the king walks up when he's trying to like the king's he's deducing like everything. Like he's like Sherlock Holmes, right. essentially. Oh, you're well, right. Sorry, when they're doing, they're tracking them, and then yeah. he's at the site of where it happened. Yes, you're totally right. You said earlier that there's very few like exposition that doesn't work, and I didn't say anything because I was gonna, because that's a perfect. There are a yeah. few. People just kind of know things that they shouldn't know. The thing that bugged me, that one jumped out of me. One that bugged me was when uh, Wesley's asking, like, did you get married? And she's like, we're married. And he's like, did you say I do? Yeah. And she goes, no, I didn't. He's like, well, then you're not really married. And it's like, how could he have possibly known whether she actually said I-? he wasn't there? Wouldn't you agree, your highness? A technicality that will shortly be remedied. He didn't know anyone who was there. No, you're right. But, but sometimes but he's taking you- her word. But he just, but he's like, did you say I do? Like, it's like he's leading her into it. It's like, I don't worry. I'm not worried because I know you didn't say I do. But sometimes, yeah, I like, right. I, I will ask my wife certain questions. Right. Why like, didn't you oh, hit that you giant do, rat? Did you do that? And she'll be like, no, I didn't. And I'll be like, but oh. But he was saying it like he knew. He was, he yeah, was, but I talk like that too sometimes. Like, I'm just mm. like guessing, oh, I, like today I was talking to my wife. I wish I had the example, but I was like, oh, yeah, you are I the bet modern this day. didn't happen. You're like Columbo. I, no, I'm a lot like Carrie Ewell's, <laughs> as guess. we've established. I'm just saying that's how Columbo talks. <laughs> <Yeah. Mustache>. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it ends, yeah. We have facial hair. But uh, anyway, yeah, that, that part didn't bother me as much. What did we think of the music in this movie? Because I didn't love it. I didn't love it either. Mm. It, it, there were a couple times where I was like, oh, it's kind of grating on me a little bit. But I mean, I get that it kind of fit in with the story. And like by the end, it kind of won me over. I was like, okay, this makes yeah. sense. The my, main theme. My position is perfectly appropriate. Yeah. The, yeah. The main theme, the Dire Straits guy, the main the main theme, the. Mark, the, Lo- Mark Knopfler did the whole Mark soundtrack. The guy from um, Dire, Dire Straits. Straits, Money for Nothing. Mm hmm. I made note of it and I was like, ah, sometimes this is a little weird, but I was like, this is ultimately, I'm agnostic. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. only like one or two the, times where I was like, okay. My, mm-hmm. my problem with it was that it felt like a movie that deserved like a great right. score. Like this could have, like man, could this movie have been taken, like I, as great as this movie is, like yeah. I, I wish it didn't have a just fine score. Like imagine what a great score could have done for this movie. They almost scored it like it was a live play. Like when he hits the door, That's, boom. Right. When he yeah. hits the door yeah. again, boom. And it's the 80s, yeah. it was 80s-ish Casio yeah. digital. It was very weird when he finally kissed Buttercup and then it was like, money for nothing and chicks for free. The the boing sound. Yeah, the boner. I was like, these are weird audio choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I bought it. Not bad, but just like, man, like a missed opportunity for something great, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, more boings. Did it bother you guys at all that she didn't recognize him and the only part of his face that was covered was like a little bit of his forehead and his... She hadn't seen him in five years. Yeah, but he but, looked... Uh, trust me, if I didn't see my boyfriend in five years, I'd be like, oh, hey. I would really? be like, yes. The old Batman problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I just seemed a little too... She also mentions his eyes. She talks about exactly how... That was the weird part. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes, his mouth... You literally saw like two-thirds of his face. Like if this exactly is of someone you most- loved... I don't know. Like if I walked in here That's with- a good point. That's a fair point. He did have a weird stash though. 
I feel like it would. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you like the stash. I, I like it, say, but women are repulsive. Can I also say something? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm not buying this. I can remember him after five years in the time yeah. that this, this, in this sort of the, the, the world that this takes place in, because we know what people look like. Cause we see them on Instagram and on social media every right. day. Their images are burned in your face. But like, let's say true. that we spend true. time together okay. and yeah, I don't true. see you for five years and I've never seen anything that looks like you again. I five think years. if there's someone that I hadn't seen hmm. since like the fifth grade and I saw them today mm-hmm. with you- a mask, I still might yeah. be like, isn't that too? Fuck that. But she was in love with him. Like, True. This was, yeah. She was in love with and him. And she's saying the like, eyes if you didn't see is your the wife, best Okay, if you didn't see your wife for five years, yeah. say for whatever reason. Your wife, yeah, yeah great call. And, and to be fair, you th- think she's dead. Because that's another part of it, right? It's not about my wife. It's about somebody- uh, High school infatuation. High school girlfriend, let's say. Someone I dated for a year. But it's supposed to be their true love, Yeah, but they were so young. They just, say they've known each other for two years. Okay, true, So someone I dated in high school for two years, I have not seen them in 20 years. And her eyes are her best feature. She hasn't gained like a lot of weight or anything. She now has a mustache. Yeah, a pencil thin mustache. She's aged very well. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying- No, I'm with you, Jordan. I agree. I mean, it's, uh, it's a classic. Thing is stupid. I'm it's willing a classic to suspend that, yeah, because it, you want it to work because it's so great. Yeah. They should have said, like, his cheekbones were his best feature or something, and they're hidden by the mask <laughs> yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. But yeah. the eyes is He's such a... He's just looking directly at her, and you see how blue they are. His ability yeah. to look good in a mask was his best feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, <laughs> so this, this this is something that never bugged me before, but kind of bugged. I don't know if it bugged me. Again, I don't know if these are bad, but it just bugged me. That this time, the As You Wish stuff... Oh, boy. Fill these with water, please. As you wish. Kind of seemed like like this sort of. And it it wasn't as charming as oh, I, as I remember yeah. it being. I, it was I so, disagree. It was sort of like the the like I'll do anything you ask of me, and that's how I'm gonna get her to like me. Like that Millhouse line. Like if I do anything she wants, well, she's he was bound the, to respect me. He was the stable me. boy. Yeah, he was her. She was, her, she was his superior. It was just he enough. worked for her, and she fell in love with him. He's just construct. trying to do his job to the best of his yeah, ability. Man. Yeah. Well, and then the words became something else, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It was it's a, a whole subtext, setup, right? Yeah. It's yeah. All, it's and then it's action instead of words, and instead of just saying, yeah, yeah. And you're setting it up for Peter Falk to. Give you the hammer at the end. That's the line. That I'm not gonna the film. lie. I'm ha- I have a lot of trouble finding a lot of bad things in this movie. Yeah. So I'm trying. No, you're right. yeah. no, no, and you know what? It's good that you're coming up with them. I'm trying this because this, this movie is pretty good. Um, and then also when they're going down the hill, I it, this is a common problem. I, the way he yells "as you wish" is very clearly ADR, and it bugged me. Yeah. As you wish. As you yeah. as you wish. Yes, and it's like why well, no. should have been as you? It just is too clear. <laughs> yeah, you needed <laughs> a really grunt in the middle there. <laughs> I was just saying, it bugged me. Was was Carrie Yule's too mean to her. I yeah. thought this. I'm like, did he really need to pretend to hit her? Like, do you, do you yeah, remember? Raising how he, the was, hand? he was like, don't talk. What did he? I don't remember exactly what he said, but he raised the hand. And Isn't I was like, it sort of like, I love you so much. I'm so angry. Yeah, but it no, felt, it felt no a little bit like he that. was trying Johnny, to intimidate. That's what say. Look, like he was trying I hit to her because I love her. Or something, and I was like, <laughs> he here's this guy who's chasing after her to save her. He's angry with her. But I mean, that's a conversation you have. You don't pretend to hit someone. Yep. You know, that seemed out of place to me. Is this is how he's going to behave after? they're over the first like lovey-dovey yeah. period is this how he acts when he's comfortable it's a red really flag irate? it's a red flag he <laughs> believes that he has he has spent the last five years like coming back to her and then he discovers that she's gonna get like oh he's marry like, the, the he's gonna marry the kid like yeah. as far as he is concerned she like he's allowed to be angry but i don't think that pretending to hit her made any angry. sense yeah that right. felt a little a little out of place with the story 
Yeah, Fair and enough. if you know the king, you know he's forcing yeah. this person to, to get yeah, married. Yeah, if, if he's as well, smart like, as he portends to be. Five years is a long time mm-hmm. as well, you know? like Especially back then. It's like a yeah, lifetime, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's true. Five years in like in medieval times is like 30 years. Well, she the other thought thing, he was dead. The other yeah. thing is like if he had the agency to leave and do whatever he wanted, why didn't he? No, no. He got, uh, he got like, uh, he went to go do a task and then he got uh, captured kidnapped. by the pirates. Kidnapped. Uh, by they them. weren't yeah. 100% but then, clear But was that. he kept? So the idea is that he was kept for those five years by them or something? No, he was. He was like a, he was like a captured prisoner okay. and then he became the Dread Pirate Robert. So it was for that long. That's why he was gone so long. He didn't like become the Dread Pirate like four years ago and he's not been like it's a great point. It's a little shaky, a maybe. Fun time. Maybe he just acted like it, but he wanted to party. But it, yeah, was, he's, it was like his college years. He was but meeting the girls of, all over the world. He was just ready to settle down when he came back. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. shit, she's moved on. Yeah, she should be angry at him. She should be raising her fist at him. Yeah, it's like, where the hell were you? Like, that would be time. hilarious. Wait a second. Wait a second. How long were you the Dread Pirate? Because that sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. Like, like was Which this the first year were you sailing? Or was this the last yeah. three months? Uh, yeah. Like, the, the journey back I'm sure you me. could have found a replacement after the first year. <laughs> like, four more years of pirating it up. Take a sabbatical Oh, getting booze and <laughs> gold. <laughs> Treasure chests. It was a nightmare, my darling. I swear. <laughs> sounds like a fucking great time. Yeah, I just, I guess any time, any, again, like I said at the very top, like any problems like that, just sort of be explained by like, it's a fairy tale that the yeah, grandfather's reading with the son yep. and it all, like, I don't, the timelines don't matter so much because even in the storytelling, he'll just jump ahead in the story. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. Yep. It's part of the charm that you actually aren't a hundred percent sure about the timelines. So yeah. That's true. Yeah. Any other negatives, guys? Do you have any other negatives that you've written down? The only other thing that bothered, and we're really like, I'm just mm. nitpicking here, but there were a couple things where I was just like, ugh, like it, at the end when um, Humperdinck comes into the room and, and uh, Wesley's there and after he says the thing about, did you say I do, and how he just like doesn't attempt to fight, he just like sits and allows himself to be tied up. Yep. Versus yeah. trying to, and then the way she tied him was so like, I don't know, that yep. whole thing felt like, okay, now we jump out the window and tie that up. Yeah, you know, like we didn't establish enough that he's that terrified of yeah, Carrie Yeah, it just felt a little bit like, oh, that guy really gave up. And, and why easily. would Carrie Yule's character give him the like, oh, you might think I'm just laying down because I can't yeah. move. It's like, why would anyone jump <laughs> yeah. to that assumption? Yeah. I'm not thinking, that's oh, a great, you probably that's can't That's a really good all. point. It's only because we know that he He's exactly. Why, why would he ever? It's like, of course you could. It's like you stay. walk in a room and someone's like, I'm not watching porn. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, now yeah. we know you are. That happened to you a lot? <laughs> yeah, all the time. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I had that written down. And, yeah. and, the, and the problem I'm of, not watching porn. I'm not watching porn. <laughs> guys. Yeah. Uh, no, the, I, like the Humperdig at the end, how his storyline just kind of just like. Just stops. faded into. Yeah, there's no comeuppance. There's this whole, like, I'm going to cut off your, your mouth and your ears and your nose and da da da. Yeah. But what actually happens is, I'm just going to leave you. It's well, fine. that's the thing. They have that big thing. It's building up, and you yeah. think like, okay, well, how are you gonna torture me? And he's just like, oh I'm no, going to and just leave you in a chair. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felt like this guy fought so hard. He chased her down. He came up with this plan to start a war, and then he just let them go. Like, like it just man, seemed well, he, had a, he had a lot to lose there. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he fight harder? You're right. And all he had was like, see, I told you, I knew it. Like that's the best. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he's a coward, I guess is the, uh, in the end, he's a coward. And I mean, at the end of the day, like these things, you just kind of are willing to let go because it's so entertaining and fun. And and do we think the king needed to want to kill her on the wedding night? 
Like, did that <laughs> plot point? I liked it. Uh, he was going that? to. He was going to be framing the rival, uh, ta- like the same thing yeah, that Wallace Shawn was supposed to do in to the first place. He wanted to start the war. Yeah. He hired Wallace Shawn, right? Right. So he needed to start a war by killing his bride and blaming it on the Gilder. But technically, Gilder, couldn't he you. just start a war? Being Maybe the people king? wouldn't agree. Like, there might be a revolt. President yeah, Bush, true. if you could do that. That's true. The As people. We all know, you're right. He needed to get the people all fired up. The people got to be behind the the cause. Or then you're just going in, you know, you need weapons of mass destruction. For some destruction. reason, so we're all die. saying that Bush caused 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in agreement, the four of us. Just want to put that on record. I feel like every, po- every one of these episodes that I listen to, you guys somehow make your way to, like, some political, political statement. <laughs> we <laughs> or John. John. Okay. <laughs> all right, fair. It's yeah. hard to sometimes differentiate For the record, voices. I do not think that Bush caused 9-11 in case anyone's like, does he really think? Mm. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes it seem like you think that even more. Okay, yeah. let's stop. I'm talking about 9/11 not guys. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not watching porn. 9/11 was inside. Not inside watching job. porn. <laughs> guys, is it time to move on to our verdicts and decide whether yeah. we want to keep uh, it on or knock it off? I have anything? No, I have anything else. Let's do you want to start with Jordan or end with Jordan since she's start our with guest. Jordan. Let's start since you are our guest of honor. Okay. <clears throat> are we keeping this on or off knocking it off the pedestal? I say we keep it on. I feel like it took me back to being a kid. It was just as entertaining and funny, if not more funny, now that I'm an adult. Um, I loved the characters. I, after just watching it last night, I would totally watch it again and not be bored. I loved it. I think it, I think it stands the test of time. I think it aged really well, even though um, a lot of the things are sort of outdated. It's, it just works. Uh, I guess everyone's looking at me now. Okay, so <laughs> when I watched this movie, I was incredibly sick. I don't, I don't know what was going on, but I had some sort of flu, like some sort of like this week. Yeah, it wasn't like a stomach flu where I was just shitting and vomiting, but it was more like where I couldn't. <laughs> Tell me more. And my stomach was in knots. But watching this movie did take my mind off it, and like, it sounds weird to say, but it like warmed my soul. That is the or cutest something. answer. It's the price is right of movies. Yeah. Well, it, did, it made me feel like <laughs> it's so chicken noodle good. soup or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? It's chicken noodle soup for yeah. the soul. Yeah, it was very, yeah. very good way to put it. And then when it was over, I was like, oh, no, it's done. Now I'm trapped in this hell again. <laughs> the minute the credits roll, you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Clean the sheets, nurse. <laughs> Man, this is our best episode yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, A lot of color in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wonder if they'll <laughs> behave because they have Jordan on. So are you keeping it on or off? It has to be on the pedestal, of course. All right. <laughs> it will be on the pedestal. For, I was trying to think of another joke about oh, being like on the toilet. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the pedestal. Porcelain. It was right there the for you. Pedestal, pedestal sample. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> okay. I, we'll go to me then and then we'll finish Well, maybe do you want me to finish just because I mean, I don't think I've, I've been very shy about how I feel about blurting things, things yeah. out. Blurting things out. Uh, no, this movie's amazing. I think the Wizard and 9/11 of was the, the, the fairy tale, like, right back to the first thing I said, the fairy tale aspect, the fact that you made, that they made a modern fairy tale that's not like cobbling together, like this is Cinderella plus like doing it like they literally from scratch made a brand new fairy tale. And on top of that, also added in all the, the amazing framing device of, of Peter Falk and all that. Like, it's 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 such an amazing... It's one of those movies, like, I, I knew it was good, and I'm like, I, I, that's one of my favorite things in this spot. It's like, I'm going to sit down and really watch it critically and not just... And I just, just get blown away all over again. Yeah. Chicken soup for the for the soul actually might be a perfect Yeah, you, way to put you it. nailed it. You get just washed away by it. It's a wonderful movie. I just enjoy myself the entire time. You get just wrapped up in it. Do you think it works as a movie if you take out the device of them reading... 
together. I think it works, yeah. but it's better with right. it. It amplifies it. Yeah, yeah I'm I sure agree. they will because the book, the actual book itself, doesn't have the streaming device. But obviously, William Goldman is like this. The reason why this book works in real life uh-huh. is uh, it works best when I'm reading it to my grand. And so it, I, I need to incorporate. The book that. doesn't need the book device because it is the device. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying that that no other mm. no other book has. I've never I've never seen that framing device before. In a movie, yeah. It really have you have, I, have you ever seen that before, where someone's literally the reading the Neverending Story? Isn't that it? The, the guy's in the library. And he's, he's reading the book. He's right? reading. Oh, it. okay, yeah. That movie's awesome. I want to see that. There next. There you go. Good pull. Let's put yeah. it on the. Let's yeah. We should do it on the pod. Yeah. Atreyu. Mikey. My feelings on this film. <laughs> Give me a name. <laughs> my my uh, on feelings. the pedestal. By the way, in case just so it's mark it on the pedestal. We will come to Mike. I will not leave the people in. Suspense. Uh, I think on the pedestal. We don't even need your yeah, answer. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'm outvoted. Three. Okay, yeah. so and we close the book. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming out. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I won't. I won't go too long. I think that this film is a near perfect film. I hadn't seen it in over 20, 20 years. Uh, it's about as close to timeless as you can get with sort of like, people call films classics all the time. You know, there's a lot of films get that title. Watching this, I honestly was delighted throughout. I enjoyed every minute of it. It moves at such a quick pace. Uh, it never feels long. I'm never like, when are we getting to the next part? And I found myself thinking, like, I cannot wa- wait to watch this film with my daughter. That's I, what I, I yeah. thought, too. I literally had, I don't even have kids yet. And I was like, when I have kids, yeah. I can't wait to watch Great with them. Great point. Yeah. And there's not a ton of films like that where I was like, you know, when in eight years, when she's eight, it's like, I'm, she's going to love watching this movie and I'm going to love spending this hour and a half with her because the movie's so great. The performances are amazing, exceptional. All the actors nail it out of the park. Uh, I think this is like, this is not only a unanimous uh, pedestal movie for us, but I would say that like this is the most confident I've been keeping a movie on the pedestal out of like the 20 films we've yeah. done. Maybe. Wow. That's how there. much, Jordan, thank you for bringing this movie back into yeah. our lives yeah. because that's how so strongly glad. I feel about this film after watching it. Uh, like, I, think, yeah. I just think the fact that you said yourself, you were not born when this movie came out yeah. and yet this movie is resonant with you and means a lot. Like, what does that mean? Like, that's like when you said you're look, looking forward to when your daughter is eight, she's probably for sure going to love it yeah. because it just, it is absolutely timeless. Yeah. Ah, amazing. And yeah. Misery was the last movie we did by uh, Rob Ryan. And that was and another, that was another you know, Ooh, unanimous. We should see if he can ever get knocked off. That's Harry Met Sally. I want to do that one. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, Harry that. We had talked yeah. about that as a, as a possibility. That was one of the other ones I was considering. Because that, that would be tight, but I don't know. You know, I'm down for North. Oh, God, North. No. <laughs> a Few Good Men is one of the most rewatchable movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Well, is that Shady it? Boy? Well, oh. well Jordan, Bride. let's just say, Jordan, thank you so much for coming. You're the best. Oh, thank we you for you. having me. That Thanks was so fun. Thanks for giving us some time. You do great work, and thank you so much for, for taking the time to come and be on the pedestal. Thank let's you. Let's all watch basketball again sometime. I love this. Yes, oh, yeah. let's do it. And Good come plan. back on the pedestal sometime. Oh, I love that, too. It's an excuse to revisit all these great movies. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And uh, I guess we're going to close the book on that one. Horrible book close. Jesus. <laughs> 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 we're keeping it in. that book close.